All right, what's up, everybody, and welcome to Gaming History 101, the Retro Video Games Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas, and joining me tonight from Knuckleballer Radio is none other than Eli, better known as So Doom. How you doing, Eli? Doing pretty good, man. Pretty Ex- excited to be on the Zelda cast. Yeah, yeah, feels like we've done this before. <laughs> Really? Nah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yes, yes, as he said, tonight is the uh, famed, and many people have been asking about it, uh, Legend of Zelda cast. So we're going to talk about all the games and hopefully try to discern this freaking timeline. Although, most people I don't think who play Zelda care what the order of the games are, really, or, or can even piece them together. But we will... Uh, we now have Nintendo's official take on on the the way yeah, it's I mean, supposed to work. So once we'll they explained it, it's not that hard to understand it. No, no, it's just interesting how it forks and things like that. But and it works. Yeah, yeah, it does very much <laughs> does. So uh, anyway, um, but uh, but yeah, so we will definitely be delving into all of that. So uh, you were kind of talking about it, but so do you, so is Legend of Zelda your number one series of all time? Like I said, is um in my top three. And it definitely differs from, like, first to second to third and back to first. It just depends on the mood. But it's in my top three. Like I uh, mentioned before, I was talking about, like, uh, in my top three is the Bethesda games. You know, not ah. uh, not Elder Scrolls or Fallout, but, you know, just Bethesda in general. I love, mm-hmm. I love, love, love the games. So, like, sometimes I think how much I love the Bethesda games. But then I think about, like, let's say Link to the Past you know, Ocarina Time, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, never mind. So (laughs) it kind of differs back and forth. But like Zelda, they definitely hold a very special place in my heart. Yes, and I would definitely say that they're the – Zelda matches with Mario to be like – the the two series that go head-to-head on Nintendo's console and amidst its fanboys. So – Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's. It, I mean, it's a it's a very pivotal series. So, just in case you're new to gaming history 101 or, or you haven't listened for too long, Eli and I did a few months back the uh, <laughs> Mario podcast, which had a lot of Zelda in it, actually. <laughs> and so uh, this is kind of a supplement, but not really because we don't reference back to anything. But uh, but the, these kind of go hand in hand as Mario's or Mario's Nintendo's two pivotal. <laughs> series you know what i mean so um well so okay um is this the zelda game or the character zelda uh well this is yeah we're gonna be (laughs) we're gonna be talking about the games the games the legend of zelda uh because if we talked about zelda herself she's not a very dynamic character in the grand scheme um except for the the hacks people have done so yeah she's (laughs) she's just princess peach always getting kidnapped (laughs) pretty much it Zelda's got a little bit more going for her, but unless you have a CDI, you don't know that. And and it doesn't really. <laughs> well, excuse me, Fred Rojas. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, I got to do it. Fred. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that cracks me the fuck up so bad. Dude. You have no idea, dude. Oh, I laugh every time he does. Freaking John does that. In case I know. you know what I'm talking about, John Jacobson, a video game outsider, he always fucks around with, 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 with Fred Rojas' name. Cracks yeah. me up every time. Yeah, he lo- he loves doing that too, especially because he's like, "I met you and you're a white dude." I was like, "I know, don't tell anybody." Uh, <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah, yeah. So uh, so we're gonna be doing Legend of Zelda again. Uh, there's already talk in the chat that there's uh, major concerns over us uh, going crazy on the timelines. We're not gonna go. Uh, it's fairly simple once yeah, you know it. We're not gonna go crazy on the timelines, especially how they connect to one another. So no, like our shows, we're gonna talk a little bit more about historical uh, data and and things like that. So 
Without further ado, I don't think there's any better way to do this other than uh, right at the beginning. So, like so many of other of Nintendo's properties, up to and including Mario, uh, this is the brainchild of um, Shigeru Miyamoto, or Mr. Shigs, as I like to call him. Shiggy. Um, yeah, Shiggy. <laughs> and uh, and he, he basically, uh, he produced the game. Um, now, it should be noted, though, that um, a lot of people don't know this. Takahashi uh, Tezuka is actually the one who, who kind of wrote and um, created the concept and the overall plot of The Legend of Zelda. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, originally Miyamoto created it. Um, once he finished – or, no, actually, I, I know they were working on Legend of Zelda and Super Mario Brothers together, but I know – um, you know, Mario Miyamoto was, had kind of already established the character. And so he just needed to create like a good, um, you know, a good, uh, signature concept for, for Legend of Zelda. And, um, I do know that, uh, <coughs> what was it? He, he took, yeah, he, he grew up in Kyoto and he used to like to go exploring in woods, caves, fields, and things like that. And he was like, yeah. what if I made a game that allowed me to do that? And then, of course, Link looks like, you know, he's all clad in green and stuff like that because um, he likes uh, Peter Pan. So um, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that is where it comes from. Uh, Zelda, uh, if you've never played the games before, is actually the princess you are saving. Link is the hero. So whenever anybody calls it calls Link Zelda, it's always amusing to me. Especially because I think Zelda is universally a female name, right? There's no ambiguity yeah, to true. that. Yeah, true. Yeah, so oh, yeah, but like, how about that thing? You, um, I'm sure you're gonna mention it though about how the game was supposed to be sci-fi set in the future, and that Link was supposed to be Link to the future and the past. Oh yeah, there was time travel that was gonna be involved in the game. Like some, yeah, like it was like some sort of like cyberpunk future and fantasy past. That would have been dope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it would have been very interesting had they gone and done something like that. And I do know that, yeah, Link was supposed to be... The name Link was supposed to be the connection between the two. Um, he did say that uh, uh, that th- at the time that they decided to go with the current design that became the game, um, the reason he's Link is because, you know, he links uh, the various... Uh, the various um, uh, three symbols that are on his shield. What is it? Uh, courage, uh, bravery, right? No, bravery, courage, power, and wisdom. There you go. Yes. And so Link is supposed to be the combination of those. Um, I did think Shut it was up. very. Sorry, I'm, talk- I'm, I'm talking to my connect. It's hearing me talk and it's doing dumb shit now. <laughs> Stupid fucking. It's connect. the future man with the X bone. That's all you have to look forward uh, to. Cancel. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're good. <laughs> but, um, Carry on, sorry. Dude. <laughs> no, no, no. So, um, and then if you ever look at the box, um, for Legend of Zelda, and uh, Eli, did you buy Legend of Zelda when it first came out? Um, I, 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 it's a whole story set up for that, but I'll let you finish your little. Thing. Okay, well, so on the box, um, those three symbols are on there: uh, courage, wisdom, and power. And then the fourth box is cut away from the box and it reveals the uh, some lines of the golden cartridge underneath that, and that was um, so pimp that yeah. was so pimp it was the pimpest pimp that ever pimped every any pimp i don't care what nobody says and it's a gold-plated cartridge and that's that's blingy so which awesome. is awesome um so yeah it was uh it was it kind of combined a lot of various very cool things and then uh, last but not least zelda is actually um uh the name inspired by, uh, oh, excuse me, uh, Zelda Fitzgerald. So, um, uh, mm-hmm. so she was a, uh, 
she was kind of a crazy uh, flapper girl who wrote uh, many, many, many uh, novels and short stories and things like that. So that's where Miyamoto got that from. I think it was in his American studies that he he got to know uh, uh, Zelda Fitzgerald. So, um, and uh, on a side note, Robin Williams named his daughter after her. But um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, off of, off of Zelda the Princess, not Zelda Fitzgerald. Although I'm sure it works. Well, yeah, he's um, a big old gaming nerd. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, he is. So, um, so there's that. So, uh, yeah. So, tell me about your first, uh, your your story about the Legend of Zelda. How did you get your hands on this this well, fun piece of work? Four score and not- <laughs> mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I mentioned it before on Knuckle. I was a welfare kid. I was poor, mm-hmm. you know, dirt poor. But I, you know, gaming even back then was an expensive hobby. So what we would do is we would trade games back and forth, then borrow games, lend, borrow, blah, blah, blah. And I traded my friend for Zelda. But the game at this time was old already. But the thing was, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. I would sit down at lunch. This was middle school for me when the game was, um, at least when it came to my attention. And I would sit at the table, and I have friends that were all a bunch of little gaming, you know, dorks. And I would hear them talking about, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, Wait, what, what part did you get the raft? Oh, this is the part where you see, like, two bushes and, like, there's a stone in the middle and you got to, like, you know, do the hokey pokey and you go and, you know. And I remember hearing these conversations and I'm like, what the fuck is this? cannot be a game. Because, you know, <laughs> yeah. bear, in, bear in mind people who are younger than us. Back then games was you move from the left to right or there was just one screen. That's it. You know? Uh-huh. And it's like, no, no one, like, what, what, the, what the hell is it? I remember... I, I had I had Metroid, right? Mm-hmm. I can never beat I never beat Metroid. I mean, I beat it years later, but I never beat it back then. So I traded my friend Metroid and something else. I forgot for Legend of Zelda because he had beat nice. it. He's like, I'm done with it. And dude, I def- that's how I acquired it. You know, I had mm-hmm. it in um, and I do it again. It was right now the game will be ruined with the internet. So like the thing was the discovery was what I think what I hold the most precious to me. Mm-hmm. Talking to my friends. And like, oh, again, like I mentioned, overhearing the raft. And now I know, I knew what that meant now. Oh, wait, I need that item to get to X spot. And just, you know, like, you know, there was maybe 10 of us playing the game. And each one of us had some information. And together, we were like a strategy guide. But it had to be us together talking, sharing information. And that in and of itself, I think, was so freaking awesome. Yeah. You know, one, one person knew where to get the fire magic. One person knew where the third dungeon was. One person knew where this was. I knew where that was. And we all would sit during lunch and recess, and we all sit together and discuss every day how to get to this new area, how to do that, how to do that. Where's the silver arrows? Wait, where the hell was Ganon again? Blah, blah, blah. And that was so special. Mm-hmm. And you want to know the funniest part, dude? I've always had a bad temper as a as a older person. I've learned to control that. Uh-huh. One day I was stuck. I think I couldn't beat a ball, so I couldn't find something. I pulled the game out and I punched it down. I, you know, I had I placed it down and I kind of did like like a gorilla punch. Uh-huh. And the top part of it shattered into a million pieces. Wow! And I'm like, and then immediately I'm like, what the fuck have I done? Uh-huh. You know? And you know what I did? And you, you won't believe that it worked. I used ele- electrical tape. <laughs> to put it back together See. and I remember I had to like wedge it into the Nintendo and close it and but it still worked and I still managed to beat it and it took me the better part of 9 to 10 months to beat that game 
Wow. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, I mean, that's, we've kind of joked about this time and time again, but, you know, modern day consoles, you know, if you breathe on the PS3 wrong, it stops working. But, you know, you could, uh-huh. you could literally toss a Super Nintendo in the air and shoot it with a shotgun and it, but there's a chance it would work. There's a good chance. That it, like I said, yeah. I shattered the game. Yeah. It broke. It broke. Like, okay. Not a million pieces, but it must have been probably like 15 pieces to right. the top. The, you know how the cards were like the top and the bottom, and they were screwed together with those weird screws, mm-hmm. and then it had the little the ROM, the chip base, whatever the fuck it's called. Yep. That that wasn't damaged, but the top of the cart shattered, and I put I literally used electrical tape to put it back together, and I still managed it. I will ram it into the NES. That's what she said, and stick it in real hard, <laughs> and put pull it down, <laughs> wiggle it side to side to get it to work, and play with the little button, and uh, <laughs> and it would still work. <laughs> Yeah, and, you know. Yeah, I, man- I managed to, to, to I managed to beat it. <laughs> well, and that game was a long time in the making. Yeah, it was definitely like you said, kind of one of those. Um, uh, it was one of those, uh, you know, playground type of games. Um, and uh, it was great. It was great. How about you, man? Yeah, I I got it. Um, when I got my Nintendo, which was 1987, and I got Legend of Zelda. I always wanted to play it, and at the time, I knew enough about. Uh, I, I knew enough about, um, you know, where to burn things and how to blow up walls. I didn't know the location of all these things, but, you know, again, I, I knew enough. And then, um, you know, I, I thought what it fascinated me about the game was this was the first game where it was really kind of, I mean, in truth, depending on how you look at it, this was the first sandbox game. Because from the beginning, you can really go anywhere, do anything, yeah. and there's no linearity to it. Um, it was really funny because I did this recently, so Dude, and if you've never done this, you should try this with somebody who's never even hinted at it. I booted up Legend of Zelda, gave my wife the controller, and I said, go. <laughs> she goes, what? And I was like, go. She goes, where am I supposed to go? I was like, doesn't matter. Figure it out. She goes, oh, okay. And, you know, I mean, this is this is so, like, a generational thing. Because my wife has beaten lots of, like, Lego games with me. She's beaten the, the Halo trilogy with me in co-op. She beat all the Gears of War games and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but, again, that's a, that's a this-gen kind of world, you know. And prior to that, she had played some PS2 and Xbox <coughs> games, but not many of them. Okay. So, okay, so you know when you open up in that opening screen, there's a cave right there, you know, uh-huh, you and everybody down. knows you go in there, get the wooden sword, and start your adventure, right? to go alone. Take this. <laughs> she skips that. She goes, she cuts straight right and dies. Okay. Fair enough. And she goes, well, what the fuck? And I was like, don't worry about it. Just start over. So your point is, I mean, what you're trying to do is stay quiet. Right. And I'm like, let's see what so it would have been. <laughs> Fair enough. Um... <laughs> Molson Goalie is telling us ET was the first sandbox game, even if you didn't know where you're going. That's that's funny because it's it's yeah, it's true. Um, but uh, oh yes, and and TC, we will discuss this in a sec. Uh, TC was asking us in the chat. Uh, some would consider it an RPG. What's my stance? Um, but uh, but yeah, so so then she she starts up again. She goes north this time. Still, like literally walks past the cave, and um. <laughs> And she dies again, and she goes, what the hell? I don't even have a sword. I was like, I know. There's something you're missing. Think about it. So she's looking. There's only one other way to go, which is left, I think. She can go right off the beginning or the cave. She goes left. She she walks around a little bit, ends up back in the same place, and dies. She goes, okay, there's no fucking place to go. I, I have no idea what this magical thing you want me to do is. I was like, okay, start over. Why don't you walk in the cave? And she goes, why would I do that? It's probably a dungeon. There's probably a bunch of enemies in there that are going to kill me. Oh, wow. 
Wow. So just walk <laughs> in the cave and see what happens. She walks in the cave. She gets the sword. And she, right there, she drops and she goes, fuck this game. I'm not going to be able to play a game that thinks this way. <laughs> and that, oh, I think that's, that's a perfect metaphor for today's gamers. Oh, dude, that's a great social experiment there, dude. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's great. That's fantastic, dude. Well, and so she sat down and I was like, okay, well, could you watch me play it? And I was like, she was like, sure. So I get the sword. I walk around, I kill some guys, and I walk straight over to level one. She goes, how did you know that was where you're supposed to go, and how do you know that's level one? I was like, well, I know it's level one because I just know it's level one. And I know where to go because I've never forgotten where to go. And uh, (laughs) she was like, again, why did you do this to me? I would would never have found that. And if I did, I never would have walked in the tree. And I was like, oh. I know, right? But it was one of those things, like, back then, back in those days, like, it was a perfect reference point. It was our kind of sandbox game well, because you went everywhere and tried everything, basically, I mean, until it worked. It, 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 it got way more obtuse. I mean, hello, mm-hmm. kneel down while holding a red ruby and wait for a tornado to pick you up? <laughs> I'm I mean, guessing that's a Castlevania two reference. <laughs> oh, mean, no, wait. Actually, I think that might be a Zelda one, too, isn't it? No, no, that's definitely okay. Castlevania too. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, and it's like, who, who? But we knew that. We yeah, knew we that. J- that's the way you did it. I mean, somebody one day was bored and fig- I don't know, but you know, it got around, and that's the way games worked back then. Is <laughs> is is beautiful in its own way. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I think it is. Um, hold on. Uh, yeah, and 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 again, I, I did, and I'm not gonna lie. Even my first time playing Legend of Zelda, I got some big help. Um. Uh, in Legend boo, of Zelda, cheater, boo. no, 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 it's right not now, as bad as you I'm think. I'm throwing tomatoes at you all, all the way from. Um, <laughs> from I don't. Uh, I didn't have maps. I didn't have someone helping me along. However, I did have Nintendo Power, and that oh, June boo. they released the Overworld map. And the Overworld yeah. map, they didn't show you anything. They didn't necessarily show you anything. You didn't see where. Uh, things were, but yeah, you could tell on that map where things had been bombed out and burned and things like that. And so, yeah, that did help me a little bit. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it was a, it was a very interesting game. Um, and again, I, you know, I mean, there was, there was a lot of that finding it and stuff, but you know, I'll be honest with you, Eli, when I got the game, most of my friends either had it and beat it or, or didn't. So it wasn't top topic of the, of the schoolyard anymore, uh, uh, which was uh, okay. weird. See, I grew up in, my dad always thinks like opposite of me. My dad thought that, you know, he made some pretty decent money um, when he got his first job in, in, in Chicago suburbs. Okay. So he thought he could move us to, there were like two towns next to each other, Mundelein and, and, and Libertyville. They both still stand today. And if he had moved us to Mundelein, we would have been like kings of Mundelein. Like we would have been like the top earners of that area. There were others, but I mean, you know, we would have been of the nicer area and things like that and, and of the higher income group. But instead he moved us to Libertyville. Now in Libertyville, we were kind of, you know, kind of the lower echelon. There were million dollar houses, multi-million dollar houses in Libertyville. And so when you go to grade school and high school, it reflects it appropriately you know what i mean so so there were a bunch of people you know where i grew up that you know had stuff day one i mean picking a genesis or a super nintendo didn't matter because they were getting everything right i had a friend who had when we went and saw the wizard 
it was hilarious when Lucas pulls out the Nintendo games and he goes, pick any game you want. I know them all. I have 96 of them. And she goes, you know, or is it 96 or 97? She goes, you know, all 97 or something. And both me and my buddy turned to each other and we're like, Jonathan, because there was this guy at our school named Jonathan and he had every single Nintendo game. He would go to Toys R Us every week and his mom would buy everything that came out. And so that was the kind of high school I had. So, yeah, so that was the reason I did that. But um, to answer TC's question, and, and Eli, you're welcome to chime in on your own. Um, this is kind of a cop-out answer, but uh, I would argue Zelda is an RPG, especially for the era in which it came out. Zelda predates Dragon Quest, Dragon Warrior. It predates Final Fantasy. It predates – it does not, of course, predate Wizardry. But Wizardry and even, to a certain extent, um, Black Onyx, which was only in Japan – these were all D&D clones that really didn't do so much stat tracking unless it was like that hardcore stat tracking. And so I think Zelda was a lot more approachable than those games. Um, but because it doesn't do stats and you don't level and things like that, and there's no real randomness or die roll to it, I do think it fits under the category action RPG. And I think to this day that holds up. I think mm, action RPG, the, the RPG part is, because to me RPG mm-hmm. is always about collecting experience points and leveling up. And if you're not collecting experience points for your kills like in zelda you could sit right. there and you could kill a million octoroks and you won't you won't get nothing out of it Be- besides maybe the odd rupee or bomb so to me yeah but like i said the fact that you said action rpg i'll give you a pass yeah because i mean it has the whole well no, elements, to a certain extent me, you're correct yeah. yeah the the core of a lot of rpgs isn't there Right. You know, yeah. there's there's no randomness. There's no change. There's no leveling up. There's no experience points, things like that. Yeah. Um, a a uh, a skeleton is going to always be a skeleton whenever you encounter it in Legend of Zelda. It will not change its pattern, movements, strength, weakness, anything. It's all the same thing. Um, but the fact that you're going through these dungeons, first of all, the fact that there are dungeons and you are collecting items in each one is a little interesting. There's no order to speak of whatsoever. You, you, you can go straight to Death Mountain if you want to. I wouldn't recommend it, but you could if you know where it is. I think you might need, you might need the ladder to get there. But, uh, you know, so there's a couple of things that kind of make it linear, but you wouldn't know it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, Zelda was pretty interesting. And, uh, while we're staying on the subject, uh, uh Eli, um, did yeah. you, like, were you, or did, do you remember the two, the two places everyone got stuck was the whole, uh, to get to level five, you had to go up four screens, remember, with those little, like, turtle rocks, and you had to go up four identical screens, and then magically you'd end up in level five. Um, I mean, I remember the, I mean, honestly, dude. I really haven't played this game in a long time. Like, okay. Re- I beat it within the last two years. That's why I'm... Okay. Like, the thing that I remember the most was that one, the Lost Woods. We had yes, the and that was pattern. the other one I was going to mention. Yeah, it's I think and it's I remember, left up, I, left down. And I left. figured that out on my own with trial and really? error. You know, I wrote down, okay, north, north, don't... You know, I eventually mm-hmm. figured out, you know, like, you know, the back in the days when you would actually use a little notes area in the yes. instructions manual to write notes... Uh-huh. Yeah. So, definitely you know, useful. Yeah, like so that I remember being a pain in the butt. The, the, the That's lost awesome woods. though that you found it cuz I remember the kid who figured out the lost woods in mine area. And again, just cuz I didn't have a Nintendo and cuz I didn't have Legend of Zelda didn't mean that I wasn't in on the conversations, right? Cuz even now, 
you and I constantly talk about games we've not beaten yet, but we still can talk about them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and that was the same thing back then. I remember when, yeah, that one kid, I wish I remember his name. I'll just call him Ricky. Remember when Ricky fucking figured out the Lost Woods and, like, you know, we hoisted him up on our shoulders and this and that. And then, you know, the boys came around and beat the shit out of us because we played video games. But, um. Mm-hmm. Goddamn. Yeah. Freaking geek chic pisses me off so bad, dude. Where it's cool to be a geek now. I'm like, you sons of Yeah, bitches. my school bully had a rat tail. So, like, I think in the end we win. <laughs> <laughs> he also uh, works at Mall Security still over in uh, Vernon Hills. So we really win then. Yeah. Now there's anything wrong with Mall Security, but our mall, ugh. the hometown you grew up in, shit. If you got to work Mall Security... Not in your hometown. <laughs> anyway. Um, but and now, did you ever... You said... I can't remember. Did you beat the game? Oh, yeah. It took me... Um, right. You said like nine, ten months? Yeah, like ten months. But I, yeah, I did, little by little, I fit. Because again, like I mentioned, I, I was a stereotypical Latino warfare kid in the South Bronx. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And well, I, yeah. couldn't, I, I couldn't afford to buy Nintendo Power. I could barely afford the games. You know, if I had... You know, if I got, what, five bucks for a magazine, I'm going to save that up and get me a game. You know, that's just the way it worked, you know? Well, my parents got me Nintendo Power because it was cheaper than buying me games. I, I, I kind of like you or maybe a little better than your situation. I, I got one, maybe two games a year. It was like one at Christmas, one at yeah. at, at birthday. I mean, so that's why, like I mentioned, it, it, you know, when I was in school, I mean, we were all a bunch of poor ass kids. So I remember like mm-hmm. that. That's why um, trading amongst friends or... You know, lengthy borrowing was par for the course. You know, me mm-hmm. growing up. You know, so like oh I yeah, said, and borrowing and trading is crazy. That's why you hear about the modern consoles, and they won't even let you use the same disc in your fucking house. And you're like, man, I can't imagine a world where that was a possibility. You know, that that's the worst thing that could ever happen. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I I you know what? I couldn't. I got to Death Mountain, and I was having no problems with it. And um, did he have a rat tail when he worked mall security? Uh, no. <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, I, I still remember I couldn't find the red ring. And I was told that Ganon's nigh impossible without the red ring. Later found out that's not true. But you the red to... ring cut your, you know, Fire you not damage, played right? the game. Uh, no, it was, um, the there were two rings in the game. The blue ring, which gave you the silver costume, and that cut all your damage in half. The red ring cut it in half again, so your damage was a fourth of normal. Because Ganon did, like, five hearts of damage, and so assuming you had all the heart containers and you found the hidden ones, you would have 20 heart containers, and he could kill you in four hits. But if you had the red ring, it gave you 16 hits before you died. So that was, like, the big deal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. Speaking of Ganon, I just remembered a story of me being a douche. I, I got to share it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was at Ganon, right? And my mom tells me, Eli, go to the store and get me a gallon of milk. I'm like, Mom, I'm at the last boss. Do you understand how serious this is? Right? She goes, right. no, nah, sorry, you, you got to go get milk. I don't give a fuck. Because, you know, she didn't know, what the hell, she didn't know how important it was that I was at the last boss. Oh, yeah, my parents never cared either. And yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, I've been 10 months playing this game. So I pause it. And you know the Nintendo, mm-hmm. pausing it was kind of like, you know, hit or miss. You pause it, you come back, it might freeze. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not gonna lie. There's a there's a there's a Nintendo game on pause in my basement at this moment. I'm going back to it <laughs> the second we're done with this. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, so the thing was my 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 um, I don't know what the hell do you call your mother's boyfriend? You're, you're nothing. Um, <laughs> right? Asshole is what I called him growing up. But okay. 
Yeah, Nowadays, I just call him by his name. But yeah, I'd probably say mother's boyfriend. <laughs> so my mother's boyfriend, right? He was also playing Zelda. He had a save on my. You know, how you could put you, you could have three files in the in the cartridge. Right? Yes. So mm-hmm. I go, I go to the store. I'm like, God damn it, mom! I run. I come back, and this motherfucker is fighting Ganon. Like he oh. unpaused my game, and I'm like, Are you fucking kidding me? So what I did was, I think I beat him. Whatever. Then I went to his safe and I deleted his profile as punishment. Do, do, do you think that's me being an asshole or just desserts? What do you think? I deleted his progress. I forgot how far he was, but I'm sure he was far enough that he knew that Ganon was a boss. If Motherfucker wanted to beat that game, Motherfucker would have bought that game for you. Okay, no. I, I have no sympathy for adults that are like that. Um, I had, you know, and this is a little side tangent, but being on a show called Knuckleballer, I'm sure you're used to it. Um, I had a kid over yesterday. We did a barbecue and everything, kind of like Sean did. And, okay. um, and uh, you know, kids came over. And one of the kids, um, five years old, his name's Parker, really nice guy. I've, I've kind of known him since he was a kid, or since he was, like, newborn. And, uh, you know, he's a video game playing age. And uh, I wanted to show off everything, you know. So I show him all my consoles and everything. And I show him my, my main cabinet and all this. <laughs> and it was really funny, too, because... Uh, I, uh, I, I started up, I started up the main cabinet and, uh, start playing Ninja Turtles cause he's a big Ninja Turtles fan. And he goes, you know, this screen's kind of small and this is kind of weird. So, um, it's kind of weird playing on this big box. Can we play on the big screen TV you got out in the living room? Oh and I was my like, God. Sure. Sure. And I go out there and I turn on my Xbox and I put the same Turtles game on it. Oh my! And well, give it to I him. I would love to have a main cabinet. That, oh, so oh yeah. Come back in the head next time you see him. Oh, it's hilarious because when I come back in there, another uh, another one of my buddies who had never been to my house before is in there playing the fucking Star Wars game. <laughs> but uh, Damn, and then they were dude. playing Spy Hunter or something. Yeah, they were having a blast with the main cab. But anyway, um, and so um, he's playing it. I was like, "Is this cool?" And he goes. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, it's Ninja Turtles. The graphics kind of really suck. But, I mean, you know, thank you very much for letting me play. Like, he was totally nice about it, but he was like, yeah, this is kind of shitty. Um, He's like, yeah, fuck you and your 16-bit crap, all right? Yeah. (laughs) And so he he beat the game in like half an hour, and he goes, what is this? And so he hands it back to me, and I turn it off. But the reason I bring this up is later on that night, like, he came downstairs after he, he like, inhaled his, his meal. And then he came back downstairs, and we had turned the game off. And he goes, why'd you turn it off? And I was like, oh, well, you had beaten the game, so I turned it off. And he goes, well, I want to play something else. And I was like, I know, just give me a little bit of time. I want to, you know, your mom wants me to stay down here with you while you're playing games because she doesn't trust you to not play violent games because I guess you do that. And so, um, oh, it's not my kid, TC. It's this other girl's kid. Uh, My daughter probably will hate video games because that's the way life works. Um, But uh, No, 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 no. Don't say that. Don't say that, dude. We'll see. She'll, 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 it'll be fine. You got to teach her the way of the force and she'll be fine. <laughs> there you go. Um, I will tell you, we uh, on the main cab, because I was booting it up for the party, um, I played Mrs. Pac-Man yesterday and she was ecstatic, sat like compelled in my in my lap while I played Ms. Pac-Man for her. So, um, but uh, but yeah, he kept coming up to me and asking me throughout the night if he could play. And when I say throughout the night, I'm like, he only stayed there about another hour um, and every time I told him, I, I like, I didn't want to lie to him because people are like, oh, well, the game's broken or it needs to cool down and stuff. And I was like, hey, little man, I'm going to tell you something straight. I was like, I hated when adults lied to me when I was a kid. I was like, I'll be honest with you. I just want to sit and socialize with my friends. And unfortunately, your mom wants me to watch you play video games. And I don't mind watching you, but, uh, 
but you know, I, I just want to be up here with my friends. And so I'm sorry. I was like, but I promise you can come over sometime. And I am friends with them, so he can come over sometime. And I was like, and I'll let you play all day. So, I mean, it was cool, but I wanted to be on the level with him. I did, I, I'm not going to pretend at five years old he's not smart enough to know this shit. Because <laughs> he definitely was smart enough to lie to me and tell me, oh, yeah, I already ate dinner. That's why my mom said I could play Ninja Turtles. And then I go up there and she's like, no, he didn't eat. That little shit. Where is he? <laughs> so, so, uh, so, yeah, like I said, I, you know, I, I feel the same way. And, um, and yeah, Eli. Playing Spe- your game. Speaking of, speaking of, of arcades, a little quick note. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I'm playing that, uh, what's it called? That Capcom cabinet on the Xbox that has a Final Capcom uh, Arcade cabinet. Yeah, the one that has Final Fight and Magic Sword. Oh, so, that's, uh, Final Fight Double Impact. Yes, yeah, so I'm playing that. Uh huh. You know, just by myself, and randomly some guy joins my game. And like, <laughs> I'm like, really? You can cut that off if you want to, but yeah, it does allow that to happen. No, but it's just yeah. funny how somebody actually joined my game. It's like, and, and they won't talk to you. It is, you know what that is? You know what Xbox Live has become, especially on retro games? It's become like the glory hole. Like, <laughs> people just show up, get what they want, and then split out. <laughs> they don't want to oh talk to you. They God, don't want to look a, at you. I cannot believe you called it a glory hole. <laughs> yeah, they're there to achievement pimp. They're just, they don't want to talk to you. They don't want to look at you. Oh You're both God. there for the same reason. Get in, get out, get on with I'm your life. I'm surprised somebody horrible. joined. But anyway, you were saying yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, um, but yeah, so... Uh, so I, I, and again, I just remember that game being so pivotal and I, I finally, um, I had a buddy, I came over, uh, my buddy came over and Eli, you'll love this. And this is exactly how I got through, um, this is exactly how I got through Metroid. Actually, Metroid was a game I played after Zelda for me. Um, OTC saying, so your daughter hates video games. You'll need to do some old fashioned brainwashing. Yeah. I'm just going to strap her down and pick her eyes open with toothpicks and make her watch video games. No, yeah, actually, she's never given me any reason to believe she doesn't like video games. She's given me every reason to believe she will. I just always say, whatever you love, your kid will hate, and whatever you hate, your kid will love. That's just always been a thing I've always believed. Um, and if I'm wrong, cool. There's nothing but good news then. Um, but, uh, but uh, um, yeah, Eli, I was, I was telling my buddy, I was like, yeah, I've not beaten Legend of Zelda. And we were all pumped because Legend of Zelda 2 was starting to get hyped. And again, yeah. this is not what people know on the internet. And I'm probably every listener of this show knows this already. But just for reiteration, just in case you're not of this age, this pre-internet age, or even this pre-E3 age, you know, back then, Nintendo controlled all the information you got. Nintendo controlled the distribution. Nintendo controlled everything. There was not release dates. There was no pre-order. There was none of that shit. And so it was literally you walked into the store and you happened to notice a game. So they were showing us that Zelda was in development. Zelda 2 was in development and it was, you know, going to come out. And, and for the record, it was already out in Japan. That's probably where they got the screenshots from. But um, so I was really gearing up for it. And this was probably like fall 87. I was talking to my buddy, and I was like, well, I never beat the game because uh, this is totally me, too. I was like, I never beat the game because I couldn't find the red ring, and I didn't want to go fight again. And he goes, oh, well, that's easy. Don't worry about it, man. But you got to fucking beat it. And so he comes over to my house, and he does this weird thing. He enters Death Mountain, and he pulls out from his backpack some grid paper and marks the <laughs> beginning. And as he walks through each area, he starts crafting the map. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? And he goes, I'm crafting the map. And I was like... Yeah, but the, the game crafts the map for you. He goes, yeah, but you go through these doors and these these stairways and stuff, and it shows up in a completely different area. And he goes, but they all connect. And I was like, oh, they do? 
He goes, yeah, they all connect. You need to just write it out and you'll find your way. You'll know when you've gone the wrong way. And he would literally draw a line as he walks through the paths. So if he started seeing a room he'd been to before, his path would kind of show him. And that's how he found his way through. He found the red ring and the silver arrow. And then he went. And when he got to Ganon, and this guy was my age, but he did the coolest thing ever. And I'm sure he's beaten the game, so he didn't care. But he hands it over and he uh, and he goes, take on Ganon. And I was like, okay. So I don't know where he turned into a, a Asian old man with a real long Fu Manchu. Oh, it's a your turn. Take on a <laughs> no, he goes, take on Ganon. And I was like, well, what do I do? And he goes, well, I'm not going to give you everything, buddy. Just know that you picked up two things in this dungeon, the silver arrow and the red ring. So they probably have a lot to do with it. <laughs> That's cool, man. <laughs> yeah, and so I beat the game and I was really happy for myself. And it's so funny because... Man, you want to talk about like the <laughs> giving you nothing. These were Nintendo endings, right? It was like, thanks, Link. <laughs> was it really? I don't remember. Well, they, and, there's, and that was I think a, there's a scrolling story ago. of the ending. Um, but Ganon's real easy if you know what to do. If you know to hit him with the, cause he's invisible, you hit him with the silver arrow and then you stab him a bunch of times and you just keep doing that over and over Man, again. I remember one thing, dude. I remember that Ganon was super easy. I remember mm-hmm. that I raped his ass, and I'm like, damn, he was dude. stupid easy. Like, I believe that that three-headed dragon was harder. Yeah, the one in, uh, especially the one in level six, where I think it had four heads. Or, yeah, you might have been three. But, yeah, and when you killed one, it became that invincible redhead that floated around and hurt you. Um, but, yeah, it was, again, it was, uh, yeah, Ganon was a lot easier than than a large portion of that game. But uh, I beat it, and I remember it just feeling awesome. You know, it was epic and all this stuff. So how long kid, it took you? I mentioned it took uh, me like a year. So how long it took you? Probably took me three months. And mind you, Eli, you're going to hate me for this. It was three months of playing with the map in Nintendo Power. Oh, my God. And then I quit. <laughs> I quit on Death Mountain. Yeah, this is totally me, man. I will quit on Death Mountain. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then, I, uh, and then I went back to it and beat it in like one day with that guy. So... Oh, guy he was seven years old like me okay with that kid um but uh but yeah it was uh so so i would say it was about three months but i had you know some 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 help <laughs> definitely along the way some persistence that is so cool though like seriously like these stories are really cool oh and that game was just so good for its time the gold cart looks so awesome in your it's collection still, I, I mean i, I don't have oh. that I want it. I don't have it though. <laughs> oh I want yeah, that. Uh... I, I want to get the link to the past. Uh huh. I don't have that because I recently acquired a a, a, a SNES and a NES. So I, I got to start acquiring these games, man. But like, dude, that that link cart to the is, past is yeah, link to the past, Zelda, things like that. They're gonna cost you like fifteen, twenty bucks. They seem like they're kind of a hit, but you remember your old self would have slapped you across the face at that price. Um, but yeah, I, they're they're worth having. Now again. We should probably talk about it real quick. Uh, many of these games, the battery backups don't work anymore. They have about a 20-year lifespan, so they're well exhausted. Some, you're lucky enough, they work. In most cases, though, you'll want to open them up. Uh, you can buy a Nintendo key online, um, and uh, and you'll want to replace the CR2032. You can buy them for like 50 cents at Microsoft. No, it's, it's funny you say that. Like, um, when I bought those, um, what the fuck was it? When I bought those, um, when I got my Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. I played... Um, Super Mario All-Stars, yeah. and the battery backup worked. I'm like, holy crap. Well, on the flip side, though, um, 
lots of people change them out. It's not hard to do. So there's a lot of games out there that probably work and, and people don't realize that, you know, they've been changed. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, there were a lot of, uh, used game stores that changed them out too when they were, like if you, any of the big game stores that are in your area. Funkoland. That, that have been around. Yeah, Funkoland did it and then any of the, well, no, Funkoland probably didn't do it. No, I worked there those, and we never did it. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> any of those game stores that have been around for a long time. Yeah, they would do that. It was part of the refurb process. You know what I mean? Um, there's a, there's a, there's one game company I definitely buy from a lot, which is the Goat Store. And they're a little more expensive, but when, when you're buying a console or something, yeah, it, it opens up, it blows air. They blow air, they clean all the components, they clean all the stuff, they make sure the laser lenses work, replace those if they need to. You know, um, they, they can be worthwhile. Um, and I would guess they change the battery out, although, like, even that place, they, like, charge you for the service if you don't know, but a lot of times they just do that. So, um, aren't the batteries the exact same type you see on the battery of the motherboard? I believe so. Um, I know it's a 2032 in those, and for the most part, they're not soldered in there, but some of them are. I cannot, I don't think I've ever had to do it in a Zelda, so I cannot tell you if it is. Yeah, I believe it has a little, the little metal securing piece of metal thing. It's like a paper Yeah, it's almost. real easy. All it is is the, the, the chip. There's a, there's a prom, uh, uh, that, that holds that, that memory. It's probably an EEPROM, so it can rewrite. Um, and that's getting kind of technical, but basically it holds that stuff, but it, it requires a consistent voltage. In fact, there's a certain type of ROM chip that needs that, but it needs a consistent voltage. And so what they do is they just, uh, they just solder the negative and positive to the negative and positive sides of a 2032 and it lasts for a long time. Um, so you might need to desolder and resolder and stuff like that, but soldering is not that hard, you know? Um, and if you can't do it, I'm sure you can pay someone to do it, but e either way. So that was Zelda. And Zelda was a big deal, and it hit hard, and everybody loved it. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, and again, it it told this this crazy story. Uh, I should point out, I, I did say the dungeons they didn't have, uh, they didn't tell you a specific order to go in. They didn't. Although when you walked into one of them, they told you what level you were on, so you were like, oh shit, you know, this is level six. This is not the level <laughs> I need to be on. A meticulous person like me would, you know, back out of that stuff. Um, but yeah, and uh, just so we can add some more context to it, in Japan, this was a very significant title. The reason being is it was one of the first titles. Uh, it was called Zelda no Densetsu in, uh, in, in Japan, um, or the Hyrule Fantasy, uh, I think was the prescript. Um, it was one of the first games on the Famicom Disk System, or the FDS, which... Uh, Accounts for the saving. They didn't have a battery backup because the FDS had a, a, a chip that would hold your saves for you. And that was the only way to get it back in the day. So if you ever try to get uh, Legend of Zelda, it's a big yellow disc for the Famicom Disk System in, a, in uh, Japan. I think they re-released a cart version. They did a lot of that back when the FDS failed. But I, yeah, I'm sure there is one. I think it's a green cart, but... Originally, the way to play Legend of Zelda in uh, Japan was to get the disc version. Yeah, I mean... So imagine if you had to convince your parents to <laughs> buy a fucking $200 disc system to add on to it. Yeah, that wouldn't have worked. Yeah. So, um, anyway. Um, so Zelda no Densetsu, Legend of Zelda. Big deal. Really cool. Um, should point out also that... Uh, you know, it's 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 readily available nowadays. It's on both virtual consoles, both the 3DS and the the regular Wii one for five bucks. It's about fifteen twenty bucks on Nintendo, so real easy to find. And uh, it is unlockable in the GameCube game um, 
Animal Crossing. So well, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, if you have Animal Crossing on the GameCube, you have thirty amazing Nintendo games in there. You just don't realize you have them. Um, they're all yeah. remarkable. <laughs> so anyway, um, so then let's talk about 1988. I remember this specifically because two heavy hitter sequels came out, uh, and one of those was Zelda II: The Adventure of Link. Ooh, you don't. Ooh. So you're one of those people. You're the hey, naysayer. Listen, man, I went into it as a kid, like you know, loving Zelda, and dude, I, I couldn't. I never got into it. I tried beating it, didn't like it. Just, well, it's tough as balls, so there's that. Yeah, man, I tried very hard <laughs> to like it, and it just did not happen, dude. All and right, well. Uh, I made it to the last fair. boss. You did. I made it to that flying bird thing. Yep, that's the last boss. And I couldn't beat it. Damn, I made it to the end. It's I didn't, bitch. didn't beat it. I, I, I almost never do that. Well. I made it I'm to the last to boss. And no, once you beat it, you'll have to fight yourself. You have to fight Dark Link. I mean, like I said, I made it to that part. But it's an easy, yeah, once you get to Dark Link, it's not that hard. Like, I know that I hate fuck that game. I know that I did. You hate fuck that game. I did. I totally (laughs) hate fucked it because I know, like, there's two games in my life that I could recall hate fucking. That one and Blue Dragon. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm telling you, man. That's that's the quote of the podcast. (laughs) There are two games in the world I remember hate fucking. That one and uh, Blue Dragon. (laughs) I do, but I hate fucking. The shit out of those games, man. I mean, I, I didn't want to beat them, but I'm like, I'm. I already put 15 hours, so I might as well. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was right. that kind of deal. Well, okay. So, um, just so people know, um, Mi- Miyamoto wanted to be involved in um, Legends of Zelda or uh, Zelda Two. He was not, though. Um, there was a lot of stuff going on, um, and uh, it, it turned out that Takashi Tezuka uh, did return to make the script. Um, but, um, Tadashi Sugiyama came in and was the director on this project. And it should be, um, noted that, um, it was the first time he had made a game. And this was something that kind of went around in Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo is not real keen on sequels. We know this. And they weren't even back then. And, uh, TC's talking about this. Zelda 2 is the game famously... Everyone started and no one finished. Um, you're right, because we expected it to be something that it wasn't. Um, and how many times has this happened before? Um, but, you know, so Doom, in all fairness, it is an RPG through and through. You level up. You stat boost. Um, oh, see, at the time, I was not a fan of RPGs. I didn't. This, Fair enough. The first one I ever played was that free one, Dragon Warrior. The yeah. Nintendo Power. My Dragon friend, Quest, my, my friend had a yeah. subscription to Nintendo Power. He's like, "This game's a piece of shit. I hate it. I played it. Oh. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, and that was started my addiction with RPGs. And then once I played Final Fantasy, which is a different podcast, that mm-hmm. sealed the deal with um, RPGs. But yeah, right. And again, those were still traditional. Those were turn based. This was still mm-hmm. real time. Um, now. And, and this is a chain. I've kind of talked about this, and we, we touched on this in the Mario cast, but um, this was when Nintendo was really pissing off its fans because they had no idea what to expect out of their sequels. Um, Adventure of Link, drastically different sequel from its its predecessor. Same thing with Mario. Now, Mario has a kind of a sordid tale to explain itself, but Z- Link does not. Um, and at that same time, and we joked about it already, Castlevania 2. What the hell is that compared to the first game? Game, right yeah um very weird interesting stuff going on in japan um but if you've not played it 
Um, basically, Zelda 2 um, has an overworld map, much like, think of a Final Fantasy game. Uh, there are non-random battle sequences where enemies show up on the screen, and if they hit you, you fight. And then you kind of, I mean, it, it does very much follow the, the, the RPG elements. You can level up, you can upgrade attack, magic, or life. There are hit points to the, or experience points to the next one. Um, there are towns that are your place to heal up and get, you know, everything taken care of. From the prostitute? <laughs> the girl who brings you inside and makes you feel better. Yeah. Uh-huh. The girl, lady in red, too. Did you notice that? Yeah, she's the no, lady I never in red. noticed that. I didn't notice um, but, uh, but yeah, so, and it is a extremely difficult game. Now, Sodom, I will tell you, in, um, in the Famicom Disk System version, Zelda 2 was again a Famicom Disk System game. And I don't think it ever ported outside of the Famicom Disk System. Um, they're even worse. Okay. It's harder so, you know, when, what? It's harder? Yes. Wow. When you would die in the FDS version, Whatever your lowest stat, be it attack, magic, or life was, whatever the lowest level of the lowest stat was, yeah. everything would be readjusted to it. So let's say you were what? life three, magic four, and attack one. Everything would go back to one. Wow. That's, yeah. that's a... That's in the words shitty. of the angry video game nerd, that's a shitload of fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. Wow. Um but yeah, again, it was a very tough game. It had lots of like weird puzzles, and we weren't too keen on solving some of these. It had lots of invisible enemies. Do you remember that? There were like little areas you'd walk into and you'd just get killed for no reason. Um, there were like swamp levels. Do you remember that? When you walked through, it kind of sounded like a rap video. It, it had that weird sound when he was walking through the swamps. Um, and then, as you talked about, Eli, uh, the trip to the final castle is a fucking bitch and a half. If you can get there, the game locks you into whenever you die, restarting at the front of the castle. But getting there is a fucking bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Boost all you like. You can be 999. It's still a bitch. Um, I still can't believe, like, when I think about it, you know, talking about it, that I made it to the last boss and I never bothered to finish my quest. (laughs) It's like... it's It's, It's really calculated, though, man. You have to have, like, jump, shield, and reflect, I think, on. And then you hit that bird guy in the head, like, ten times. you got to figure out his pattern. And you didn't play him very much because it was, like, a puzzle to get to him. And then when you get done, you fight Dark Link. And Dark Link um, is just a shadow of you. But, Eli, if you ever get there, because I did beat this game. And the first time I ever beat it was recently on my 3DS when I got the (laughs) Ambassador program. When you get to Dark Link... If you duck and slash, he can basically never hurt you. It's his weakness. Um, Like, if you just sit in the corner, ducking and slashing, you're fine. And when you beat it, it says, like, I think it has English. I think it says, congratulations. And then it says, (laughs) you saved me or something. Thank you. You are the saver of the Link world. Congratulations. Yeah, and that's it. And there's Zelda. And she wakes up. And she's awake. And she goes, thanks, Link. Oh, and she kisses him. (gasps) She kisses him. And the curtain falls. So he's yeah. like a pimp. Yeah, well, because, you know, the princess never, you know, helped anyone out. Well, and I don't mean just Zelda. I mean in general. me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that, that cartoon series was all about that, right? They, uh, they Link was constantly trying to kiss Zelda, and it never happened. And that's why. Because she's a, she's a CT. She's a tease. <laughs> but uh, anyway. So, yeah. Uh, Again, I know we went very heavily into the first Zelda game and not so much into Adventures of Link. 
Um, it's just an interesting game. There are a couple of weird, confusing parts um, that we should probably mention, um, especially because they were brought up in uh, recently been playing Guacamelee, and they make fun of this in there. Is that any um, good? Real quick. Yeah, Guacamelee is a great Metroidvania game. Okay, I gotta check it out. But carry on. Yeah, well, um, and in it, uh, do you remember in the town there was the guy who was named Error? I and he am goes, Error. my name is Error. Or I am Error. Yeah, and we always thought that was like a a weird name or something, and it was like a a broken part of the game. It's yeah. not. That's exactly his name is Error, and the reason for it is yeah. There we go. Yeah, um, TC's getting it. Um, He's supposed to be called Error because there's he's got like the guy you're supposed to look for that says go talk to Error. His name is changed in the English translation, but in J- Japanese, I think his name is like Bug or something. And so the idea was he would be Bug and Error, oh. which would work together to yeah give you that spell or whatever. And so that was that was the interesting part of it. Um, but uh, yeah, again, it wasn't um, it wasn't. Fucked up like Castlevania 2 where like they the citizens would literally lie to you. Um, and they yeah. thought that was a mechanic. It wasn't like that. But uh, yeah, so anyway. Uh, very interesting game. Uh, it's worth replaying. I wouldn't go into it hoping though that you'll beat it. <laughs> Even to this day, it's, it's a slog. And you're going to want to punch your 3DS and or Nintendo... Or or we, many times. <laughs> Punch it right in the tip. So, yeah. Oh, I should punch <laughs> it the tip. Um, I should point out uh, there was a GameCube collection also that you ironically got through Nintendo Power, and it's one of the most expensive GameCube discs out there, which has Legend of Zelda one and two, and then it has Majora's Mask and uh, Link to the Past. You know, I actually owned that, and I freaking sold it. Oh, God. I know, right? And they gave you, like, 25 bucks, and you're like, really? That's awesome, and now it's worth, like, 50 There's also another one that has Link to the Past and Majora's Mask, which was, like, a dual disc that you got for, I think, pre-ordering Wind Waker and then picking it up. And uh, that one's also worth, like, the exact same amount. Um, but anyway, so that was Zelda 2. And I remember getting it in 1988. It was sold out everywhere. Um, and my parents managed to get it. Um, there's an article on Gaming History 101. I do the 12 days of uh, retro gaming Christmas. And uh, day two is uh, two releases in one Christmas. And uh, that was the one. So I tell that story. So you can check it out if you want to. But uh, every Christmas I, I replay the 12 uh, games of retro gaming Christmas. So anyway. <clears throat> um, so then we move on to a much more beloved title. So, uh, Eli, have you ever heard of this? It's called A Link to the Past. Uh, maybe apparently it's a big it's kind of a big deal yeah it's kind of a big deal uh, dude it's got a much better name in japanese though it's uh zelda no densetsu kamagami no triforce which is uh the triforce of the gods <laughs> so, so dude i'll tell you right now man when that game came out dude like uh <sighs> I actually got it. I remember I got it relatively new. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe we paid m- my mother, I think it was 49 for it. So I assume that's relatively in, at release. 49? Yeah. At the Wiz. Which sounds consistent, yeah. At Nobody Beats the Wiz. <laughs> and I remember I bought that game because, again, uh, uh, from Zelda 1, because, again, I didn't like Zelda 2, but this one looked like it was going to be back to form. And, um, and it I, was. Yeah. And I remember... When it came out, dude, I got it home and I carefully opened the box, right? 
And then I remember it had that little package that had a little sticker sealing it. And it was like, oh, this is tips in case yeah. you get stuck. Yeah. And like I mentioned last time, I remember taking that. I was outside in the park. I was, you know, I was sitting down getting some air, you know, before I went home to play my game. And I remember I freaking tore that thing to shreds before I even um, got home. <laughs> you know, because I'm like, this. Yeah, because no remember, like, reading the instruction manual and shit was, like, a big deal. Yeah. But the fact that it had tips, I'm like, oh, my God. But I'm like, I'm there's no way in hell I am going to rush this. Even though I ended up beating this game so much faster, I believe mm-hmm. that, I, that I beat this game in probably four days. Wow. Nice. You, know, guys, you I, could, though, like, if you were, like, hooked. Well, I mean. And I, it wasn't a bad thing. Oh, like, no, it was. Yeah, I believe that I probably played it nonstop and I, you know, I probably put whatever, 20 hours to beat it. But, you know, I was kind of upset at the time, but, you know, but then mm-hmm. I realized, wait a minute, I just didn't know. And I was older at this point. I was already in high school. So, you know, and, you know, with age comes knowledge. So I rocked the fuck <laughs> out of that game. And to this day, dude, like that, that music, when, when you start off, when you get out of bed and it's raining outside and you're hearing your uncle, is it Zelda calling you? It's been a while. Um, when your, your uncle leaves. initially calls you, but I think you follow Zelda. Because remember, yeah, it's it's uh, it was so cool because the Super NES was pretty new, and that you go out and it's it's dark, God. it's raining. Oh yeah, like, well and and Duh. yeah, Eli, I don't know if you. And <laughs> like, this is this is yeah. Well, actually, we'll talk about it after we we talk about the intro because there was something I, I definitely want to bring up. But yeah, and you follow into the castle, and I think. That's when you end up in like you find the secret entrance to castle. Do you remember that? Because you have no weapons uh-huh. and there are guards, and like, so you get in there like and then dun, 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 yeah, dun. Link, Link, Link. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and your uncle wakes you up, and then you go. And I think I and I haven't played um, a Link to the Past in a while. Now remind me. Is Zelda already captured, and yes. your uncle tells you to go find her? Is that what it is? When you get into the the dungeon, I mean, well, yeah, mm-hmm. the dungeon. When, when you get into the castle's Bateman, Bateman, uh, <laughs> that sounds like something really bad, <laughs> like a Bateman. Anyway, when you get into the basement or catacombs, whatever, you see your uncle sitting down, gravely wounded, and he tells that's you, what it is. Yeah, and he tells you the story of like, it. Yo, you, you gotta save this chick. He's pretty hot. Yeah, and. Um, <laughs> And yeah, you find her in the cell, and you gotta solve that dungeon, you know. And mm-hmm. I, to this day, I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> yes, and you break her out of her cell. That's right. That's right. There's that guy there with a spinning mace, and you gotta like, kick his ass. And oh my yep. god, dude, it's just so good. Well, and it had a bunch of very cool things. So first of all, it was the first eight megabit cart, which is one megabyte. Um, and uh, Nintendo approved the Zelda team to be able to make this. Uh, in the interest of it being a bigger uh, game, yeah. Um, but at that time, they did not increase the price, so I think it was the standard forty or fifty bucks. That I think it was fifty bucks was the average Super Nintendo game. Um, there were some Mode Seven graphics and stuff like that, but uh, nothing major. And then uh, the big parts of it was um, the uh, the the script of the game was uh, Kensuke Tanabe, who was brand new to Nintendo, so. Good on him. <laughs> he did a hell of a first go. Yeah, man. Um, and Yoshihaki Kazuomi um, was uh, responsible for uh, just the backstory and plot that you read in the instruction manual. Oh, okay. And then, of course, the soundtrack is by Koji Kondo. Koji Kondo was basically responsible for... Mario, right? 
a fuck ton of, uh, yeah of 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 songs that you love he way uh, from from super nintendo especially but like way back in the day he made the punch out song he made uh super mario brothers the original legend of zelda he did mario 2 and 3 then he did pilot wings mario world star oh, fox pilot wings my lord yeah he did he did all and he kept doing it he did ocarina majora's mask i mean he's responsible for nintendo's heavy hitters Okay. He is the sound of Nintendo. Well, to me, like, um, I mean, not, not to contradict you, but to me, the sound of Nintendo is always going to be a uh, freaking Oematsu, man. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I'll give you Oematsu. Yeah. You know, I love, um, like, to this day, I, actually, I'm looking at it right now. I happen to have some some lotion on top of it, but it's like I got my my, my 16-bit <laughs> uh, soundtrack to Final Fantasy um, 6 slash 3, you know? Well, yeah, but now see, I would say he's the uh, he he's the progenitor of Square and the modern RP or in the in the contemporary. Or, yeah, I'm sorry, modern and contemporary are the same. The classic RPG. So I would say he's less Nintendo, even though Nintendo themselves are kind of the the the, the home of uh, classic RPGs. But yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, Koji Kondo is a big deal um, in and of himself. And I, I kind of did it on the uh, recent soundtrack episode that I did. And but uh, kudos I did to remakes. that episode, by the way. I gotta give oh, you props. You. I mean, I told you on Twitter, but you know, I gotta say it on the air. It was a good episode. Yeah, yeah. The response was actually extremely positive, and the download numbers are good. So it looks like that's going to be happening again. And any of you who have remarked on Twitter or through the comments tab, I've been paying attention. Every yeah, song man. you have requested uh, will I show up in the second they, volume. They, you didn't put that um, I Am The Wind song. Or if I could tie the title for <laughs> yeah. the, the end of uh, Symphony of the Night. I'm like, wait, you're going to yep. have spoken dialogue, and you're going to have whatever the hell. Well, I've already, I already had two Castlevania, <laughs> and I already got shit for being Castlevania being yeah, the uh, only series that got two. Yeah, it, it had great music. Castlevania has always had great music. So that will be in there. Eli, that's on my list. Um, the other one that people gave me total shit for was they were like, you played the fucking Lunar Silver Star song, and you even mentioned the Sonic CD song, and you didn't play it. So, yeah, I'm surprised be you didn't there. have the battle theme from Blue Dragon. Well, <laughs> that's a good song, but Xbox 360 isn't quite retro to me. But yeah, I could I could smooth it over. It's it's more than five years old. But anyway, um, when you start up after that that dungeon scene with Zelda, and you start up in the regular adventure, so to speak, yeah, yeah. the the initial quest, and you hear that remade version of the original Legend of Zelda theme, ooh. Yeah. Yeah, my heartbeat just like skipped two beats. I was like, oh, this is going to be so good. That was so good. Oh, man. Um, it was, man. Dude, yeah, and th- this th- game. The thing about me that, that, that what blew my mind about this game, and I couldn't believe that this was in the game, and this they managed to squeeze this in here, keyword. Th- mm-hmm. It had two worlds. I'm like, are you kidding me? This the is light a, world and the is, dark this world. This is impossible. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this can't be amazing. happening. I was about as shocked. When I found out the Upside Down Castle in, in Symphony of the Night. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like a whole Dude. other world? And then the fact that some shit affected the Dark World and vice versa. Oh, mm-hmm. dude. So good, man. In the yeah, words, no, it's it really crazy. In the words of Peter Parker, so good. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Peter Parker. Yeah, it was... That was uh, the, wasn't it with his, Peter Parker's friend? And I forgot his name. Oh, uh, James Franco? Yeah, James Franco, yeah. <laughs> How's, Harry Osborne? Yeah, Harry Osborne. How's the pie? So yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, man. That 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 thing was pretty awesome, dude. Oh man. Yeah, no, and and I mean and and this was huge. 
You know what I mean? Like, um, this, I mean, this game to this day, and very few people would argue it. It's one of those things where it's like, you, you don't, you may not agree, but you don't really argue um, that, uh, oh, I should point out Shigeru Miyamoto was kind of the top level producer. It's kind of like when Steven Spielberg pays to let something be made. Miyamoto didn't have anything to do, in my opinion, with much of the creation, although his R&D group um, definitely were the developers. Um, but he gave final say on all this stuff. So you, you, your little tweaks here and there were definitely made to make this happen. I, I guarantee you he's responsible for why the Master Sword is the sword. You know, you find it. And I think you have to go into the Dark World and then come back out in a certain place. I don't remember exactly how you find the Master Sword, but I remember when you do. Remember it's in those woods? Yeah. And the sun's shining down on it and you pull it. Oh, man, <laughs> that was so epic. Um, and, uh, and, and again, this makes the number one game of all time in many people's lists. Um, and it's one of those things where even if you don't agree, you totally get why. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, like it makes me want to go back and replay it like right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I want it. And I have it. It's, it's the number one, put it in your collection. You know, if you, once you get a super Nintendo back now, mind you nowadays, it's not so cheap to do, but it's worth it. Um, and honestly, Eli, I wouldn't hold anything against you if it was just easier to get it on, like, uh, the Wii. Um, it was remade and released for the Game Boy Advance. That version's more expensive than any yeah. other one, especially because it had the little Ford Swords adventure on it. Yeah. Um, but uh, but an amazing game. And, of course, that's why there was the big deal when um, it was about a month ago, two oh, months ago, um, Iwata announced that the 3DS is going to be making Proper a sequel. Oh, my Lord. Up. Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Kamigami no Triforce 2. All I know so, is um, I, about, I, I about done lost my shit, son. <laughs> yeah. I hope it's good. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Link can jump into walls at, or jump, cool, become though. like wallpaper. Yeah, he becomes uh, like, it's an like interesting a, concept. Like a hieroglyph it, or whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah, and it makes me pissed off that I sold my 3DS. I might have to pick it up again. Fortunately, no. there's a lot of people selling I it. I haven't on, bought on a 3DS, so that's going to be the reason why I buy one. I have to. There you go. You know, but what yeah, I'm hoping no, 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 is, it's I'm hoping be... that they're going to release a real nice-looking Zelda-themed uh, 3D XL bu- uh, bundle. Oh, yeah, they did that for every single other one. So, so I want that cause makes sense. I want it. I want it, dude. I, I, <laughs> did that, I, I don't care about nothing else on, the, on, the, on Nintendo. I'm, I've mentioned this before. Nintendo, I don't give a shit about that company no more. Not one bit. But a new <laughs> Zelda, or, or not even a new Zelda, a proper sequel, because I didn't play yeah. the last Zelda. You know, I, well, I, I kind of well, think that yeah. I have to. Cause Skyward the, Sword. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's you know that's the first one in the storyline. Spoilers, right. but um, <laughs> is it like? No, I don't think that's spoilers. <laughs> well, to some people it might be, but anyway, um, apparently the fact that you know the fact that you got to waggle, man. Oh man, do it! I mean, well, come on, we've been waggling our whole lives. Don't worry about it, man. You're just playing a game. I only waggle after I finish peeing. That's it. You know, it's yeah, like I've been playing with myself. It's cool. No, it's cool. It's like man, it pisses, people do it. It pisses me off, dude. I'm like, <laughs> like you know what I'm hoping, dude? I'm hoping they're gonna re-release huh. um, Skyward Sword one day with proper controls. Nintendo will totally do that if they uh, are forced to. Well, because there's a lot of people who still own, um, and we'll talk about it soon, but uh, Twilight Princess uh, on on the GameCube because they say that's the proper way to play that game um, without the. That's how I played it. 
that's the last Zelda that I played. I played Twilight Princess on the on the on the. Fuck you! I just died. Um, <laughs> I, I played Twilight Princess on the GameCube. I never played it on the stupid ass Wii, and no, nor would I want to play it on the Wii. Fair enough. Oh. Um, well, and the other interesting thing was uh, in Japan, this game had a lot of biblical references and, and religious stuff. Um, Nintendo of America had a rule where they wouldn't allow religion to uh, creep into uh, games. Again, it's it's all of a cultural movement. Japan doesn't really care that much. Uh, angels, demons, heaven, hell, they've been in every game. Well, and they've been in games forever. Nudity is not that big a deal, especially when it's biblical figures and things like that. Um, obviously, they're not, you know, I mean, there was a Final Fantasy enemy where her butt was just sticking out the whole day, and, and, and they, they clothed her up for Nintendo uh, of America. You know, and all that stuff is removed. So, uh, you know, priests became wizards, things like that. Uh, it's not that big of a change. Again, it's still a, a, just an amazing game. Hey, Fred, um, real quick, do you watch that yeah. GameStop? retrospective about the storyline of Zelda. They, it, it was kind of relatively new. Yeah, I think uh, it wasn't GameStop. It was Game Informer, no, right? No, no, Games, uh, no. Game trailers, I meant. Oh, game trailers? Yeah, they have a new one. It's a three-parter, and it's the, the explaining the storyline of uh, Zelda. Oh, awesome. Yeah. No, I haven't, but uh, everyone check it out. I will... Uh, I watched I'll it, put like, it in the... before. Like, I watched it last week, you know, kind of getting ready for this. Mm-hmm. And it's really good. It's like a, each episode is about 12, 15 minutes long. And, you know, it's like a nice 45 minute of uh, yeah. Zelda goodness. So, Well, occasionally when the big media outlets do it, it, it yeah, it works out really well. Um, so I will definitely check that out. Um, so, okay, so that was uh, Link to the Past. So then we, we move on. Um, and, well, the next game to come out was on the Game Boy uh, yeah. Which was Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. Did you ever play this game? I did not play any of the of the Game Boy ones because I never owned uh, uh, handheld. Like the first handheld that I owned was the Nintendo, mm-hmm. the little silver Game Boy that was black and white instead of being green and nasty. <laughs> oh yeah, what was it called? The I forgot what it was called, man. The either Game Boy Color or the no, it was it was the one that was black and white. The, I think it was Game Boy Micro, Game Boy Mini, or something. I forgot what it was called, but it was it was the Game Boy Mini. You got it. It was black it, and white, it. and it was silver, and it mm-hmm. was black and white instead of being green and yellowish. So yeah, I bought I, I bought that thing, and I just at that point I was kind of falling out of love with Nintendo. Okay. So I didn't bother playing them, and the, and the fact that I you know I'm like oh they're not real Zelda, they're, they're stupid handhelds. That's the, I, that's the way I looked at it. I'm like, did, did, well, and I'll be honest with you, many will beg to differ. Uh, I can't lie. I I've know. played some of Link's <laughs> Awakening. Well, no, I've played some of Link's Awakening, yeah. but I haven't played really uh, many of the portable games because I was a Sega fanboy. So uh, for that reason, we will put those off until another show. Makes things easier, no, too. Yeah, I've heard they're really good, and Capcom yeah, made the yeah, later like, ones, the Oracle of Seasons yeah. and Swords of Ages and stuff, mm-hmm. or Oracle of Ages, yeah. And so those are those are definitely worth checking out, so we're not discrediting them, they're just not going to be within the focus of this particular uh, podcast. So then, um, the N64 came out. Oh, and... okay, wait, 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 I, I gotta set this up, <laughs> I have to. I bought uh, N64 when it first came out. At that point, I worked at Funkoland, okay? So, mm-hmm. you know, they were really rare. Like, they were super rare to get a, the N64. 
They were. Yeah. So I, but I got it because again, like I said, I worked there. I got it, and <laughs> I waited. Oh, we only got one, ma'am. Sorry. No, we sold it. Yeah. And dude, I waited, and I waited, and I waited, and I'm like, when is this fucking game going to? Come yes. Out? And I the N64 was two years old when Ocarina of Time came out. See, like I don't mind you, I bought it when it first came out, you know, and mm-hmm. I was super un. Super underwhelmed by the games because they really, most of them, you know, uh, like I mentioned, I was never a fan of the 3D Marios. I actively hate them. So it's like, crap, you know what? It's, it's just blast cores and that's it? <laughs> you know, like. Well, no, I mean, like, I'm going to excuse your poor taste in choosing Mario games, <laughs> but aside from that, no, I mean, people don't talk about it, but there, aside from the launch lineup, there wasn't a whole. No. And, and that's, that's debatable whether it was good. Um, there wasn't a whole lot. That the N64 offered, especially predating Zelda. I'm telling you, for like, for like I, said, I waited, I waited, I waited, I waited. I'm like, you know what? This is never going to come out. I actually believe that. So what I did was, mm-hmm. I sold it. I sold my your N64. I sold my N64. I'm like, fuck this console, fuck it in the ass, fuck it forever, fuck you, Nintendo. I hate you. <laughs> die in a fire. Die, die, die. Literally two months later, they released freaking Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was livid. But at this point, I was going to school. I was trying to go to a little trade school, and I had a buddy mm-hmm. there who who worked. I mean, who went to school with me, and he had Legend of Zelda. Oh, it's so good! He, he he beat the fuck out of it, and he goes, "Oh, you can borrow it." And I, luckily, at this time, my little nephew. He, at this time, he must have been probably nine. He was a big fan of N sixty four because you know that's the, the the crowd that Nintendo usually has success with. So he had the game. He had Banjo Tooie, I believe, and those stupid games. And I asked him if I could borrow his N sixty four for about a month. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I did. no no actually no I couldn't because my friend said oh look you know I, I'll let you play but I want my game back so I kind of had to <laughs> you know I had to kind of speed run it and yeah so I borrowed my my the my nephew's N sixty four and I borrowed the the Legend of Zelda Ocarina Time I mean um uh, yeah Ocarina Time and I beat the crap out of this game and I loved it like at the time it it, it was like my number two slash one. In many ways, <laughs> like I loved it about the same that I loved um, on Link to the Past. It was fantastic at the time. Like, yes, I loved every like to me seeing the goddamn sunrise. I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh yeah, it had night day cycles. It had you know what it is, or at least to a certain extent, a lot of people say this. So the right the criticism of the Zelda series is that it's the same game redone over and over and over again. And every time Nintendo has a new console, they try to remake the adventure better. Yeah. Now, while there is a decent, there's a logical defense for that. There's a, there's a logical reason to say that and agree with it. I don't know that I care though, even if it's right or wrong, it, it feels new every time. It do- and they're not the same. It's not like we're running the same eight dungeons every time, you know? I mean, they're very different from one another. There was nothing like the Water Temple beforehand. But, yeah, I mean, Legend of Zelda, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, Ocarina of Time, however you pronounce it, was fucking huge. I, it was the first time I remember th- people um, hanging out outside of a game store for a game. Yeah. I was uh, 16 at the time. And I remember talking my mom into letting me um, sit outside of a game or a Funko Land at the time, yeah, um, to do it. 
And, uh, well, real quick, we'll talk about, uh, the development. So the reason this was, uh, yeah, it was, it was first shown off at a trade show. It was, it was developed yet again, um, side by side. Miyamoto and his team, uh, developed this and Mario 64 at the same time. Unfortunately, Zelda was slow coming. Um, and the original plan was Mario 64 would launch with the 64. And then they were going to do a disk drive system called the 64DD, which actually did come out in Japan. There's like nine or ten games for it. And Zelda was supposed to be, Ocarina of Time was supposed to be a release game for that. Okay. That fell to the wayside, and the DD was was very hard to develop for and uh, wasn't very popular, so they decided to cartridge form it. However, um, it was it was kind of a big deal because it was a uh, 32 megabyte game, which required a you know like 64, 68 megabits of memory. It was it was big on a cartridge. It was it was one of the largest games that ever came out on the on the 64. Um, and uh, Miyamoto's team was always part of it, although it did bounce around. The directors changed a lot, things like that. Um, but Miyamoto just kept promising it was going to be the end-all, be-all of human existence. And I think for the first time in a long time, this kind of lived up to its hype. It totally was. You know what? All the haters about the water temple, go fucking cry to your grandmother. Okay? No. <laughs> okay? I solved it. It, it was... There was no nothing. It was just annoying. So I mean, this, this, you know what's annoying? Starting Mario from the, in the beginning. Every time you you, you lose <laughs> your lives, okay. So I don't want to hear it. You know, what I'm saying? it was fine. Like to me, that game at the time, because going back to it, that game is a blurry piece of crap. The graphic wise, mm-hmm. I hate. I cannot stand it. You know, that's it. I'm so glad that the you know whenever I do get a 3ds. That the remake, mm-hmm. oh, it looks so good. Like, you know, the old, the up-res. Oh, you're talking about, sorry, I was thinking Mario 64. You're talking about Ocarina. Yes, I, the, the graphics. You know how that, that was the, the N64's, the NC, right. um, Ali, I can never say that word. Anti-aliasing, aliasing. Oh, anti-aliasing. There, there you go. go. You know, sorry. that made the games like crap on that system. It was all blurry, but Vaseline. Oh, everything looks like a, a fingerprint has smudged over the screen. Yeah, so like, you know, I, now I know it doesn't hold up. You know, freaking Link and his freaking lobster claw hands. It's like, no, you know. <laughs> but um, at the time, that game, it, it really did blew my effing sock socks. So- socks off. Mm-hmm. I mean, 100%. But see, the next game, this is the, why this game became my number two. And, you know, obviously, Wind Waker. It was because at first, when they first showed pictures of Wind Waker, dude, I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> okay, well... Real quick, before we move okay. on to Wind Waker, I wanted to say a couple of things about this particular game. Um, so, now, did you still work at Fun Colin when this came out? No. I, I worked okay, there around the time where the N64 came out, and then I, I, I stopped working there. Because Nintendo was getting smart. This game you could pre-order. And do you remember the big deal with the pre-orders? Which game again? Uh, Ocarina of Time. No. If you no. pre-ordered it, you could get a gold cart, and those gold carts are quite expensive nowadays. But they weren't shiny, um, right? They were. Like, it was like a matte gold, right? Those ones. Yeah, you're right. It was a matte gold. Uh huh. It wasn't quite as blingy. Oh, it dude, didn't. Uh, still, that, those bling. It wasn't rapper's delight. What? Um, the the SNES one never came in gold, right? No, no, that one was always gray. Ooh. Yeah. Um. <laughs> even but, in Japan, uh, there was like no even in Japan. You know, nope. you, you you tend to do more homework than I, so there was no Japan only because you know they always get fancy nope. crazy shit over there. They do, 
but somehow they never got the gold cards. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, carry on, carry on. <laughs> oh no, no. Well, and so the big thing I liked about uh, Ocarina of Time, I mean, there are a lot of things, and and mind you, I only played it uh, like halfway through. It was long. That's a long you know game. How long it is? Twenty twenty five hours. Uh, and, and that's if you probably don't go checking every nook and cranny, right? Oh no! This is when you know somewhat of a path because there's a lot of uh, hunting down. I mean, it was very much like the original hunting down all the heart containers and all the different the collectibles. Plus, there's yeah, the bottles. There's one, the masks. So there's the time and uh, there's the time function where sometimes you can find stuff as young Link and then old Link and this and that. Um, it was, uh, but there were so many cool new things they put into this game. Um, I, you know, a lot of people joked about it at the beginning of the show, the, the Navi, you know, going, listen, listen. Link. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but all things aside, it was, it was very cool. Ganon was revealed to be known as Ganondorf, which was his human form yeah. before he turned to the Dark Prince. Dude. And so that was kind of cool. I'll tell you right now, you mentioned Ganon, the fight. In the end, when he turns into the mm-hmm. giant pig monster, yes, dude, and you see it all kind of come together. Yeah, the way it was done, where it was dark, and you could almost mm-hmm. only his eyes, like his silhouette, but he's so big, you see his arms kind of forward with those two weird dagger sword things. Yeah. I remember that fight, dude. I was like, holy shit, this is awesome! <laughs> Just the way he looked and the sounds coming out of him. Oh my god, dude! It made such an impression on me that game, dude. Yeah, and there was a there was a bunch of crazy stuff. Like, do you remember? Uh, I remember catching all the chickens in one town. There were all these really crazy things you could do. You didn't have to do. Or those scary um, fuckers, those zombies that would scream at you. Yes, and you were like, freak that the was fuck fucked out. up. When you go in that dungeon and those zombies are all attacking you. Yeah, like I know it sounds funny when people hear it, especially if you've not played the game. Yeah. But it was it was a big deal. Um, another thing this game did that was a big deal was Z targeting. You hold down Z button, which was the button in the back, and Link would focus in on one enemy. That was huge. That was huge. Yeah. People did that time and time again after this. But this was like the first game that did it. It definitely was the first game that quote unquote <coughs> Z targeted. Yeah. Um, and then the last part I definitely have to talk about. Oh, and and if you've not played the game, this water temple we're talking about. What it basically is is water floods and drains from this temple, and you have to switch back and forth between boots that weigh you down and, you up, and a man. chain that latches onto stuff. And the game had a really kind of counterintuitive menu system, so you'd constantly have to pause and switch everything in the menu. Uh, they streamlined it a little bit in uh, the 3DS, where you could do it on the bottom screen, which made it a lot easier. But yeah, like you said, it's not that bad. Uh, it was kind of cool because you got a lot of the storylines of... Uh, Lots of the characters you knew from the Zelda universe, like Zora and things like that. Yeah. But hands down, Eli, and then we'll move on. Okay. I remember walking through, I forget what temple it was. It was before the water temple, and you enter this open area that's like a marsh with a lot of water. And there's an island in the middle of it, and there's seemingly nothing else. And you're running through there, and you run up to the island... And the camera kind of pans around and stuff. I forget how the camera really worked in that. But I remember getting to the island, and I'm like, okay, there's nothing here. The island's gone. <laughs> and you turn around and start walking away, and you see behind you Dark Link standing there. And then a cutscene kind of plays, and then you have to fight Dark Link. Wow. that And that was I, so fucking badass. I think I might have not done that. Really? That does not ring any. Was that completely optional? Did I just forget about it, or was it? 
I'm guessing you might have forgotten about it, and here's why, Eli. If you, it's not a hard battle. It really isn't. Um, it's intended so that you'll beat it. It doesn't give you anything. I don't think you might get a key or something that so opens is it a, like, a lock. So it's, part just, of the it's, it's just a pretty much a little Easter egg. Kind of, That's cool. but it's like I think it's part of the campaign. But again, if you've never seen Dark Link before, especially back then. You have no context as to why it's there. Now, mind you, I didn't get that far the first time I played. So the last time I had that happen was like, you know, what, two years ago when I bought, you know, at launch or at, at release date, you know, Ocarina of Time on the 3DS. And so when you hit it there, it was like, oh, shit, I know who Dark Link is. That was awesome. You know, and it was just very cool. And and the game has lots of those little nods. And I think that's the best well, part. Well, you can't forget, like, um, also, like, as far as cool moments was when you first grab the master sword and you end up going to the future and you grow yes. up and that the way you you're like trapped in the tomb for seven years or something though is what the plot line says yeah. could you imagine like every time you do that you're sitting there for seven years well hopefully you probably go into a coma or something so you don't feel yeah. it <laughs> right. but yeah i mean that, that uh, game was good man yeah, and there's also, and, and just so we don't dwell on it too much, there's horseback with Epona, and there was, there was all kinds of stuff. Although that game's nowhere near <laughs> as big as I remember it being, right? Really? You had to learn all the songs and all that stuff. Yeah, meaning it's a long game, but the map, I remember thinking about it, and it was like the largest map I could ever think of. <laughs> and it's not that big. Ah, uh, okay, I guess at the time it was gigantic, but I guess after playing... Freaking Skyrim. <laughs> Twilight Princess. And yeah, well, yeah, I'm thinking just in the Zelda universe, Twilight Princess definitely one upped it. Um, but anyway, so we, uh, we move on in the timeline. Now, I know you want to talk about Wind Waker. We should just touch on one game that came out in between, which was Majora's Mask. Dude, I, you know how I mentioned I had that little, that game, that, that GameCube special disc that had like whatever, whatever on it? Mm hmm. Dude, I could not figure that goddamn game out. I still can't. I, I bought it, and I'm like, okay, this is a Zelda game. Hip, hip, effing hooray. You know, I was like, I'm about to have a party. And I'm like, I played it for like two days. And I'm like, I kept starting over, and that stupid angry moon. And, mm -hmm. dude, I, I... And the meteor coming down. Yeah, yeah. and I, I never... Basically, the moon crashes into the earth, right? Or into, yeah. Into Hyrule, whatever. And, yeah. dude, I never... Figured it out. I gave it. Mind you, I'm a grown ass effing man. When when I finally played it, I never could figure it out at all, not one bit. So uh, that's that, that's all I can say about that. I wanted to. It looked pretty cool, you know. I never figured it out, and that's that. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I have a couple things to say about it. So the way this all came about, um, it's the it, it started off much like. Um, much like Ocarina. It used the same engine, so they knew they had a chance to, you know, to play something. And um, and uh, what they basically did was they took director um, E.G. Aonoma, and they, they told him, um, how in the world are you going to create a sequel for o uh, Ocarina of Time? And he was like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to go in a weird direction. So Miyamoto and... Um, Koizumi, the uh, previous creators, penned this storyline, and then they let um, uh, Mitsushiro uh, Takano create the script. And it, this this gave birth to um, uh, Miyamoto and uh, Koizumi gave birth to the three-day system, this, this Groundhog Day kind of concept where the world ends 
and then you are given 72 hours to try to change it. Ugh. And you keep doing this until you can prevent until it. Until forever and ever. Yeah, and it's a weird concept. And there's lots of side stories. Um, in fact, in many cases, people refer to it as Zelda Gaiden, even though it's not what it is. There was, there was a Zelda Gaiden in the works, and many people say that's what Wind Waker eventually became. But a lot of people refer to this as that because it's kind of like a side story. Um, Majora's Mask use, uh, utilizes a bunch of masks and this overwhelming 72-hour cycle. I gotta, I gotta to ask the world you, from have me. you played yeah. it in recent, you know... I've only played it recently. And you still couldn't figure this shit out? No. <laughs> there is, I'm sure, websites and various other things that can help me do it. But basically, this is a game where exploration and repeatability and side quests drive it. And as a result, many people say it stands as one of the best games of all time and hands down the best Zelda game. But I really feel you have to have been in a night... Uh, this game came out in uh, 2000, uh, basically the ass end of, of the N64. The GameCube was on the horizon. Um you have to be in that mindset. You have to be in a, it's got to have some nostalgic factor to it, or you're not going to put the time or patience into this game. And I, I just simply can't do it the same way. I couldn't pick up legend of Zelda today and play it for the first time. I'm a retro gamer, but there it's stupid for me to play it for the first time. I don't have the context. It's, it's weird how the Zelda games kind of do that, right? If you don't have the context for playing them at the time, they're very hard to kind of take <laughs> in without getting involved with walkthroughs, which kind of breaks the 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 whole idea behind the game, right? Well, I mean, it's uh, that weird double-edged sword yeah. that Zelda dances along. Yeah, I mean but that's true. Anyway. I mean, especially today, like for the first time, you know. I guess, but I, I guess it also depends how hardcore you are. I don't know, man. I don't know, but yeah, I, I acquired it. I bought an N sixty four for the first time in a long time, like way back when off of Craigslist about a year and a half ago. And uh, the guy was like, you know, I've got some games. Would you like to buy them? And I was like, uh, it depends on what you've got. And he had Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie. And I was like, okay, like I'm one of the few who likes those. And he was like, and I got the Zelda games. And I was like, yeah, but people want a lot for the Zelda games. And he goes, well, yeah, I want like 40 bucks for Ocarina. And I want like 30 for um, Majora's Mask. He goes, but if you buy the console and all these other games from me, you know, I'll throw the pair in for 40 bucks. And I was like, okay. That's good. That's that's a good price. Um, and I'm playing them on an old school TV, so oh it worked God. out. <laughs> um, but yeah, like they don't look so smudgy because it's in you know, it's in composite video with S video. So you know, I mean, it was, or it's on an SD TV with S video, wow. so it, it worked out okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's the it's the best way to play something like that, right? Yeah. It actually looks kind of sharp on that screen, of course it does. which is the funniest thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because on an on an HD TV, it looks like shit, yeah, uh-huh. absolute dog shit. But yeah, it worked out pretty well on uh, in that form. But anyway, um, but Majora's Mask is definitely the unsung hero. It's like it's 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 a it's a product of its time. Either you played it or you didn't. This is not to say you shouldn't go back and play it, but don't expect what a lot of people touted as this this great end all be all of human existence in the Zelda yeah, world. Track, I'm um, sorry, it's not. But it's a very dark game. Like for a Nintendo it's game, especially a Zelda game. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is nothing but people's reactions and preparations for the end of the world. And it kind of 
reveals everyone's drive as a result. And that's like that's a that makes you a very naked person to reveal that stuff, and it's like unheard of. Yeah. But we move on to so Doom, I I feel that you are going to say something very positive about the the next game, the GameCube game. Many people argue it's the only reason to own a GameCube. It is certainly one of the only 3 games I own. Never played it before, and it will literally be why John Jacobson buys a Wii U. I am talking about none other than the 50-50 split, the polarizing game of the Zelda universe, Wind Waker. No, there, there is no split. People who don't like it are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> now, the thing was, when I... F- Fucking love when, you, man. <laughs> when I first um, saw the screenshot, I wanted to shoot myself yet again. I'm like, oh my god, what the... F-? It looked kitty. It totally... Like, everybody was like, what the fuck? It's getting... Zelda was getting more real and more real, and then all of a sudden, here we go. We're we're back pre-Super Nintendo. But of course, you know, I bought it day one, you know. Okay. And, uh, and that's it, probably where you got your disc that had uh, the previous two games. Because if you pre-ordered it, that's how you got that disc. No, no. the That, that, that special disc, I, had, I acquired it from a friend. Yeah, because I, oh, I okay. never pre-ordered it. All right. Well, then that's how he got it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never pre-ordered. I just didn't, you know. I just, okay. just didn't. Because I, well, oh yeah, back then, I, that was back during my stupid days where I would um buy and sell games, you mm-hmm. know, so, you know, back when I was an ignorant fool. <laughs> Dude, I, I can't discredit anyone for that, but yeah, if you're kind of the collector moving forward kind of guy, yeah, you tend to hang on to your stuff nowadays. I only sell stuff that I know I never want to return to. Yeah, so like I was saying, so I bought it and... I could say immediately, I'm like, oh, boy, this is awesome. Right away. I'm like, yeah. this is fantastic. I mean, it, it holds up very well because it is the advent of the cel-shaded yeah, graphics, the, and those age so much better than anything polygonal. Yeah, of course, because, you know, you have the the, the uber-stylized graphics, and it's mm-hmm. going to just hold up more than traditional, you know, 2D, 3D games. I mean, oh, I, I, I love it so much. I mean, it, I think it's a fantastic game. <laughs> and, you know, like I said, I play the ever-living crap out of that game and again what sticks to me the most was i, I love the the battle and the end when useless zelda is finally not useless anymore okay. you know uh, uh she was like shooting the well i've not played the game but don't feel like you're gonna hurt me by by spoiling it like i i went into this knowing this was gonna happen so <laughs> and i've probably been spoiled by it already so well, anyway. i mean it's not much of a spoiler um but it's just the right. fact that zelda helps you Nice. It, yeah, it was. She shows her worth. <laughs> well, she. Well, I think the, what, what it does, she would shoot arrows at you, and you have to reflect it. Uh-huh. But, you know, oh, okay. to, to Ganon, and that's one way the the battle was won. And I thought at the time that that was fantabulous. I'm like, oh, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> you know, like I just loved it so much. I mean, mm-hmm. again, just the, everything. The I can't, I couldn't believe that people bitched about the traveling. Like on the boat. Oh, the when you're sailing. Yeah, like I love this. Yeah, that's the big complaint that I, came out of this game, and it's it's again, it's a very polarizing complaint. I get it. it is. I um, loved it. Like I love the way the the swells. Yeah, trees. Who's also on this show is like they're fucking crazy. That's that's what I loved about the game. I felt so free, young boy in a boat. Yeah, and I, you're I, 15 I, I, again. Miyamoto finally got to show you what he always wanted Zelda to capture. Like I love the the. 
the, the fact that the the ocean felt so even though it was cartoon it felt so mm-hmm. realistic because the way the swells move up and down and it almost felt like you're falling in the water because you know sometimes it does yeah. get really ridiculous and Dude, I, I thought it was fantastic, you know. Yeah, sure, that last little bit where you got to search for the Triforce was a bit annoying. Yeah, you know, I'll give you that. In the end, it's like, oh, well, I don't it know. kind of fell apart. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I don't know if you know, but, like, in the in the game's development, this game was originally Zelda 128. Um, there was Zelda 128 and Super Mario 128, and the concept was when they showed off the Dolphin, which would later become the GameCube, at a press event, these were the games that they showed demos of, and then they had to make you know, real games, you know what I mean? And, um, and there's a lot of talk about how they needed this game to come out. It came out in 2002. I think that was two years after the GameCube premiered again, much like, you know, everything else, Mario came out, no problem. And then the Zelda game was what everyone was holding on for. And Mario sunshine this time was not successful. It was, it was, it, it probably sold well, but it was panned by critics and fans weren't very, much feeling for it so everybody shifted focus to zelda and they needed to crank this thing out and there are a couple of areas when you're going for the final triforce that feel broken up and incomplete yeah and the reason why is i hear they just had to stalwart development and just lock off those places like i guess there's some area where there's like three doorways but you only go into one of them you go down one path and then you get out and apparently it opened up to all three areas and all this stuff there was a lot of stuff at the end of that game that was stripped down, which is why the Triforce quest seems so tedious. Yeah, it, it, was because they literally had to strip out the 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 meat and potatoes of that quest. Oh, okay. But like I said, like mm-hmm. I never understood the hate. Like I love the traveling. I I really thought it was cool when the swells will go up high, and it felt so realistic. I mean, I I, I never understood it. Ne- never have. People say it's like the definitive version of the original, which everyone was always going for, but like this did it. What should mean the the, the original? Uh, the original Legend of Zelda. This is like, I guess, because it looked the same way. Like obviously, again, it's not the same game by any means. Yeah. And from what I understand, the control scheme is identical to that of Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time. Yeah, the but... whole lock on is. Yeah, but the thing is, it's, the animation was so fantastic. Isn't the boss Ganon uh, instead of Ganondorf again? It was Ganondorf. Oh, it was okay. Yeah, because when, when you but, fight him in the end, like you know, this, you know, it's like this is a sword battle, you know, and you gotta like shoot okay. him with the yeah. silver arrows or whatever the frick it is. Right, which which feels more like the original game. Like I said, this this apparently. Wind Waker was, like, the best way to really remake the original game as, like, a fully realized 3D game. Okay. I don't know. No, I, I, there I was, what you're saying. This was also the game that uh, tricked, uh, that I got tricked on the first time. So, like you, I, I had a GameCube. I bought the GameCube for the Resident Evil games. They were remaking them with that awesome new engine that Capcom made for the GameCube. Yeah, that, that still looks good to this day, those games. Yeah, it does. It looks fucking awesome. I still play that. I, I need to play through that game, like, on video. Somebody had asked me to do it because I guess, you know, the remake of Resident Evil is good, but it, those tank controls are still annoying and stuff like yeah. that, and people wanted to see the gameplay of it. So I might do a playthrough some point um, coming up here. But uh, anyway, and so, I yeah, I was turned off by Wind Waker, and with Mario Sunshine sucking, I didn't really care for Mario Sunshine. People tell me I need to revisit it nowadays. I picked it up again. I haven't played it, but... Um, oh, 3D Mario's. 
I was turned off, and so I've not played Wind Waker. Yeah. And, um, so you still haven't played it to this day? No. No, and I want to. I have it. It's Like I said, it's... Yeah, man. You have, have to do it. The original, I have the original Resident Evil. I have Wind Waker, and I have Mario Sunshine, and people say I shouldn't own Mario Sunshine. And then I have Resident Evil 4. Those are the four games I have for my GameCube, and people argue that only three of those games are worth owning. Um... But, uh, oh, you know what? Actually, I just recently required ki- or acquired Killer7, which I'm told is pretty oh, good on the I YouTube. liked, uh, like, you mentioned Eternal Darkness. I like that game. I like... Oh, yeah, I have that, too. Yeah. You know what? Actually, I have a decent GameCube collection yeah. now that I think back The on. Metal Gear Solid one um, was good. Uh, what, what? I disagree with that. Uh, well, really? uh, we already did a Metal Gear show, but yeah, it, it that first person perspective fucks up every boss battle. Oh, yeah, that but had, so what? It and, makes it now you can fuck them up easy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But uh, yeah, anyway, um, but with this game, there was a uh, EGM did a uh, uh, an April Fool's joke. I got got where they said that uh, they were re-releasing Wind Waker with Ocarina of Time graphics. I, they had realistic graphics. I got got, dude. I got. So yeah, I spent six months asking my Funko Land when they were going to allow that for pre-order. And they never said anything, and they probably didn't know. I mean, uh, realistically, they probably weren't as much of an enthusiast as I was. Um, yeah, when I found out that wasn't true, it broke my fucking heart in two. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I got got. I got got. That's, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I got got. yeah, I mean, and many did. We wanted to believe that was true. Uh, now, here's the question, though. Do you think that game benefits from those graphics, or do you think it's actually better the way it is? Uh, uh, Wind Waker? Yeah. I love it just the way it is, though, because it's timeless. Okay. Those graphics are never going to age. It's going to look like, like a say. goddamn cartoon. Yeah. yeah, that's what people say. They're like, well, you think you wanted that version. I mean, I would have played it if you know, got is extra the version you wanted. Well, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but I know. But you're a Zelda fan. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but like, like I said, I, I, again, I hated it. I thought it was a... The worst decision Nintendo made until I actually played it, and it played so good. <laughs> yeah. And even the annoying stealth section was cool. <laughs> so it was like, mm-hmm. I've heard nothing but like I've, that's all I've heard back and forth. Like, Wind Waker is a universally um, loved game in retrospect, is what I would say. Now here's the question: So HD remake on the Wii U? What do you think? If I could get a Wii for ninety nine dollars, sure, why not? A Wii U, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I still think it's Nintendo backpedaling, but they did promise eventually they will make a new Zelda for the Wii U. So, um, Well, then I think we should just wrap up the show with uh, last but definitely not least, and I'm going to consider it a GameCube game, not a Wii game, even though it did release on both platforms at the same time, which is um, the, uh, Twilight uh, the Twilight Princess. Have you played I it? I beat it. Like okay. I said, the only one I haven't beaten as far as a major releases has been freaking the uh, uh, Skyward Sword because I don't want to waggle. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair you enough. Know, it, it, it breaks so my heart. So what did you think of Twilight Princess? Okay, Twilight Princess, it was about 10 hours too long. <laughs> wow. And that's a 50-hour game for me, at least it was. Yeah. And that boss battle was about an hour too long. but It was um, good, though. I did like it. I thought it was a good game. I didn't like the Ganon fight. I don't know why I didn't like the Ganondorf fight. I don't know why. I love the fact that it was like an awesome-ass fencing battle. I love that about it, dude. It was like, it it looked like it was two badass swordsmen, swordsmen fucking each other up. I thought that was fantastic, dude. Well, yeah, but when he switched to the other bosses, it was annoying. 
I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I, I, I'll uh, agree to disagree with that one. But I really like. Fair enough. You know, I, I like to do it. I really like the whole feel of like it was two master swordmen fighting each other. I, I love that. Well, and conceptually, I did, I did like what it represented. Yeah, because you never. It's always been some sort of magic battle. And yeah, this this exactly. one is like you know two badass swordsmen fucking each other up. And I thought that was really, really cool. I mean, sure, there was. I, I, I actually, it's been a long time, so I forgot all the other phases of the battle. You know, that was what I had a problem. I forgot, with, but I, was when he would shift. But I, but I remember the swords battle was the very last one. That's what I remember. And the swords battle was really good. Yeah, that's what I, I'll give you that. That one, yeah, that just at. that's all I remember. And I remember that being really cool. And I, I thought that was awesome. So that's what I remember. Well, and if only that had been. <laughs> The final bat, a boss battle. But what I liked about it was it really felt like, yet again, the pinnacle of what they tried to do with Ocarina of Time. Felt like the better version of that. Um, even though it did lend itself very greatly to, again, the ongoing rep- repetitive quest line. Um, I've played both the Wii and the GameCube version. I really like the, the GameCube version more. Because, well, first of all, everything's mirrored and reversed, so um, I'm a lefty. Link is a left, uh, is, no, Link is a righty. No, but it made him a lefty on the Wii. Oh, okay. Because, because you want to hold your shield in your dominant hand, or your, no, you want to hold your sword in your dominant hand, and that means Link should have it in his right hand. No, it's the opposite way. Your shield is in your dominant hand. So with Link having a sword in his right hand, um, that makes him a lefty, whereas he's a righty. So on the GameCube, he's got it in the right hand or something. Um, but <laughs> the biggest reason was there's that stupid quest where you have to protect the wagon. And it's so easy on the GameCube and it's so fucking ridiculous because you have to use the motion controls on the Wii Ugh. for the arrows. And I just hated also, it. Also, you played uh, Twilight on the Wii? I played Twilight on the Wii. Yes, I, I've I've gone back to it on the GameCube, and I have it on the GameCube now. But I've only played it on the Wii. Really, Ew, that's nasty, dude. You should wash that away with I think something. The boss battle was a problem. I, I know, mean, one right? thing that we didn't talk about, and I feel it's a goddamn shame, and we got to talk about this, is dude. I to this day, and 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 it started with uh, um, Link to the Past was the puzzle uh-huh. boss battles. Okay, one sec. Yeah, yeah, no, the puzzle bosses. Um. Uh, they're definitely a major part, especially once the game went 3D. So, uh, which ones in specific were you referring to? I mean, honestly, and this may sound stupid, but like the one that I, to this day I always remember is um, when you fight that one guy in Link to the Past. I don't know his name. That he was like he had like an armored head, and you had to like smash his head with a hammer. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and like it started with that. I mean, it started with with, with Link to the Past with the all, the awesome puzzles. And I, I just love how that, you know, they got more, I mean, sure, like, you know, the, the, there's been more, um, more, uh, what's the word? Shit. Uh, shit. Intricate. Oh, okay. Integrated? You know, yeah. You know, it's been more like, you know, f- complicated. I'm, I, I'm just, my, my, my vocabulary oh, no. is <laughs> dead. Fine. It's late. I'm tired. But anyway. Um, no, but, it's um, cool, man. Hang in there, buddy. Uh, but I know what you're trying to say. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, I know they've gotten more Intricate. There we go. That's the word. Sorry. Yes, that's the word. (laughs) So, like, you know, I know they got really more intricate um, throughout the years. and But, like, for some reason, that stupid giant turtle with a spiked tail 
it's, it always, you know, it always sticks in my head as far as like the the like I guess because it was the f- first. Yeah, you're you know, talking about Helmosaur, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't even. Well, here, it. yeah, I'll. Because uh, well, I know the same thing happens. Um, similarly, with that bird in um, Wind Waker, you fight this bird and you gotta smash his freaking helmet off. And I remember, like, oh shit, that's like that dude in freaking um, uh, Link to the Past. But yeah, dude, I mean, I mean, well, that, yeah, that, check that in the chat. But yeah, well, and Ocarina had quite a few of them, actually. Um, but, you know, you're kind of going like, uh, mains, uh, you know, again, it's, uh, you stretch what a puzzle boss actually is. But I, I think that that qualifies. But did you see this Helmosaur that I showed you? Is this the guy you were talking about? Oh, one second. Sorry, it's in the uh, the Skype chat. What? Tell me if that's the homeboy you were you were thinking of. Um, but uh, but yeah, bosses that aren't really about like just going straight at them. They're they're about figuring out how to take them out. Yeah, like you know, that's what I, again, like the whole thing where you got like smash his head, and then you once mm-hmm. you weaken him, you gotta clip his wing, and, and then you gotta. Pop him in the eyeball and, you know, <laughs> or yeah. whatever the heck. Stuff like that is great, man. I, I, I've always loved that about those games. Oh, my God. This is computer. Oh, no. You're good, man. Once you get there, you let me know. But, uh, but yeah, what I – and I really dug about Twilight Princess was um, it was it was a little darker again. Um, you It really fleshed out a lot of the, the, the various classes and, and races that you had come to know. In the Zelda universe, yeah, like it, it, it's always yeah that motherfucker. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> exactly. Are these the motherfuckers? Confirmed. Um, but uh, <clears throat> but yeah, it was um, it, it was a it was a very interesting game. It was very long, and it felt like a true blue adventure. And and again, it kind of speaks to that whole the iterative nature of uh, the Zelda series where they're trying to do the same thing over and over again, but it still feels new regardless. But the whole thing was really cool. How in the end, the little twilight princess, she turned out to be hot. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Yeah. That was so funny. You have to have the little weird cat looking chick and uh-huh. oh, look at me now. I am hot. You're like, that's not fair. <laughs> well, and like link turns into a wolf and there were just really crazy sequences. Um, I still remember, and I remember seeing the videos on this, and then I remember getting to the fight, and it was hard, and I was pissed off. Remember the first time you have to do, like, the joust sequence with the Goblin King? Oh, on that bridge, right? Yes. Oh, that was... I, I, I vaguely remember, but I remember it being hard. That's what I remember. Okay, yeah, it was... And it was... It, there was, like, demo footage of it, and I couldn't wait to play it, and then when I did, and I wasn't any good at it, I got all fucking pissed off. I mean, but, I mean, like I said, that game was cool, but I, I don't get why it was so goddamn long. It was like, long. It was it, long, long. It was too long that it overstayed its welcome. That, that was the problem. I mean, I still think it was a great game. Like, I would give it probably like a 8 out of 10, something like that. But mm-hmm. that game overstayed its welcome. I wanted well, it to be over. It's one of those games where if you don't have anything holding you back, like, I know people hate when I say this, but I'm starting to feel this more and more, Eli, and maybe this just has to do with where I'm at in life. But it's one of those games where if you tell yourself, I'm going to pick one night a week, whatever that night is, let's say the night you know you can play three, four hours, you know, let's say that's Thursday nights or or Saturday nights, and you go, that's going to be my Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, or Link to the Past, Twilight Princess night, and you play it, and it might take you 10, 15 weeks to beat it, because you're only playing for one night, but if you're doing it every week for one night a week, 
you get to take it at your own pace and you're playing it frequently enough that you don't really forget how to play the game. I really think that game can open up into its own. But it's when you just try to grind through it, man. Oof, it's like a slog, especially that particular one. Which we haven't said this yet on the show, but I think I can speak for all of us when I say, do not try to play Zelda games one after the other. Play them separate from one another. They do you no service if you play them back to back. Do not try to play any of these back to back. I've never done that. Don't. Because, you know, I played them as, as they not. came out, so yeah. I never have the, I guess, luxury or misfortune to do that. <laughs> I would say it qualifies as both, yes. <laughs> um. But yeah, and so but that's... like I said, def- I mean, I did like Twilight Princess. I thought it was a decent game. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who the hell the last boss was. <laughs> I don't even remember. In Twilight Princess? Mm-hmm. Weren't we talking about that? There was Ganondorf with all his different phases. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, okay. Brain fart. Okay. No, yeah, no, yeah. no. You're good. You're good. I I'm, I was wondering if you were thinking Skyward Sword on that one, but... Uh... We won't talk about Skyward Sword because we luckily don't get to talk about it because it's not retro. <laughs> and it waggles. And neither of us have played it because it waggles. Um, well, because well, it one moves. Thing, well, one that we did skip that I, that I did play, I don't know if you played it, but did you play um, Minish Cap? Well, that, that was, was a portable the, one, right? That was the one portable one that I played. Yeah, I was skipping the portables. If you want to mention something about it, though, you know, I'm, I, I'm done. I liked it. That's all I remember. It's been that okay. long. I mean, that I liked it, and that's it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I wanted to do two last things. The first one, we've talked about it and teased about it, so we should talk about it, is um, the timeline. Yay! So in front of me here, I have the beautiful, and any Zelda fan should own this. It's about 22 bucks on Amazon, the uh, Hyrule Historia. It's hardcover. I know for a fact Nintendo pays more to release this or the same to release this as they're charging us. Because in Japan, it fetches like 60 bucks. Oh, it's full glossy pages. It's, it's like 300 it's pages. Book. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's full color, nice. And I'm like, 22 bucks. What the fuck? I know, right? And I pre-ordered it, and I paid like 19 for it with free shipping. It was ridiculous. I'm surprised you didn't try to get the that ex- the, the collector's one. They had the other Historia one that's like more fancy. Yeah, I wanted to go for that one, but it was so much higher. <laughs> Like just, like yeah, beans. yeah, it was a hundred or eighty-four or something. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't justify it. Just to play it safe. But um, real quick, so they've taken the official timeline. So if you're trying to piece together these storylines, and uh, we haven't really done that here, but so Doom talked about the aforementioned game trailers uh, documentary, and then uh, the Hyrule Historia does a really good job of it. And to be clear, if you've not owned this book or you've not heard anything about it, it talks more about the plot line. Think of. The Legend of Zelda plotline being, um, you know, real and and current, and they made an encyclopedia about it. It deals <laughs> a little bit in the game releases, but it more stays in the context of the games themselves for reference. Um, but the first game is Skyward Sword in the series. Immediately following that is the Minish Cap, then Four Swords, and then Ocarina of Time. Now, from Ocarina of Time, there are three splits you can do. The first one is if... <laughs> Link dies or is defeated, then you go into the Decline of Hyrule timeline, which gives you a Link to the Past, Oracle of Ages, and Oracle of Seasons, Link's Awakening, then finally Legend of Zelda and the Adventure of Link, which to me, sadly, is the best way you could go through that series (laughs) Um, from a gameplay perspective. 
Then if the hero triumphs over Ganondorf, um, you go into the hero's triumph storyline, which gives you Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess, and Four Swords Adventure, the GameCube game. The last one is you can seal off Ganondorf, and if he's sealed away, you go into the Hero of Winds, a new world collection, which is Wind Waker, Phantom Hourglass, and Spirit Tracks. Now, again, we've talked about it. Both Eli and I are slightly biased because we have not played um, many of the portable games. What do you think, man? Like, what do you think is the best timeline to go into? I mean, I like the the whole uh, failed hero one. Yeah. Because that, that leads to my favorite Greatness, games. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's an interesting plot, and it, it's but, cool I mean, that... It, yeah, I mean, it does make sense because when you read the manual, they mentioned that Ganon had pretty much controlled the world. Right. That he was he was in charge and he was sealed away. So for him to have won, obviously, mm-hmm. someone had failed in the past. So it, it, it's not like Nintendo pulled the shit out of their ass completely. <laughs> no, they just, they just closed up the circle. They just basically put the pieces together and gave it canon. Yeah, so. man. Well, and one last thing, Eli, before we go. Okay. Somebody out there is going to mention it, so I may as well be that somebody. Oh, no. I know where you're going. The Nintendo PlayStation games. Better known as the CDI games, because that's where they came out. Have you played any of these? Oh, thank God I haven't. According (laughs) to Europe, these games are okay. Oh, my God. Europe is wrong. I've seen videos. I've seen the Angry Video Game Nerd review. I am a fan of um, full motion video games. I am a fan of Zelda really? games. I am a fan of shit. <laughs> I, Sega CD is my favorite console. Oh my and god! You I cannot. Yes, I'm serious. And I can. It's not. It's not my opinion of the best console. It's my favorite console. <laughs> and to this day, I cannot tell you the value of any of these games. The first one being Link Faces of Evil. Um. It. Uh, it is a. Uh, Oh, what was it? It was it was like it was a piece of crap. <laughs> yeah, it was like Adventures of Link. It was kind of like this weird side-scrolling thing, and you played it on the CDI with. I think there was a controller available, but I played it with like you know the the a remote. Yeah, imagine trying to play a, a game. Zelda game with a DVD remote. Um, it was shit. Uh, the graphics were okay for the time for '93, but it was shit. It was this side-scrolling kind of like piece together stuff, and it was it was absolutely horrible. Um, at the same time, there was another game, and I think this one, if you must play one, is the best one, uh, is Zelda The Winds of Gameleon. Oh my god. You play Zelda. It's a Zelda game. Um, it, uh... <laughs> well, excuse me. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. You play Zelda, and you actually do take out Ganon at the end, although I wouldn't know that, because I've never played the fucking thing. Uh, or I've never beaten the fucking thing. Um... But yeah, basically they whipped together uh, in Cambridge, Massachusetts. They whipped together a six hundred thousand dollar game and and blew it out, and um, and a lot of times uh, people really like it, like me. They think it's it's okay, it's it's decent, um, but uh, the animated cutscenes are hilarious. Um, and then the last but not least is Zelda's Adventure. I think everyone universally hates this game. It's the full motion video game got a top-down perspective, and these people play as Link and Zelda and stuff like that, and it's pathetic. Anyway, if you want to spend $600, you can buy the trilogy along with the CDI. 
And if you really want to tell yourself after you spend $600 that you have gotten a PS3 launch, PS3's value out of it, that's fine. But you're not going to find it over here. And I think, Eli, I think you agree with me. Dude, I wouldn't even waste... Like, if I right now won the Powerball, uh-huh. I think I will buy all these games just to burn them. <laughs> you know, I'll pull a Bill Cosby with, with these games. <laughs> they are I'll not, buy- yeah, they are not canon. They are all apparently like direct sequels of Zelda 2, which is, you know, as you said best, not <laughs> viewed as the most positive game in the series. Um, they were solely. Phillips taking advantage of Nintendo because when they made the CDI, um, because Nintendo backed out of the uh, Super Nintendo mm-hmm. CD deal after fucking over Sony and forcing them to make the PlayStation, um, Phillips gained limited rights to make games uh, out of uh, Nintendo's properties, and these are the result. So they are a bastardization of that. They are not considered canon. And I don't care what anyone says. They're not good games. That's why they weren't part of this list. <laughs> no, so, they're bad. They're bad, bad, But bad, if you want to tell yourself they're good, that's fine. Nobody's going to tell you how to play a game. So um, I will tell you you're crazy, though. Yeah, take them and enjoy them. I, I can't. I can't stand behind them. Um, and I've played them. So I feel bad for you. Yeah, they're not even really worth trying to emulate. That's how far I'll go <laughs> with that. But no. anyway... um. All right, Eli. Well, so that's going to wrap up the the, the Zelda discussion. Um, we've gone kind of long. We're at about two hours, um, and we had some technical difficulties, which extended that. But um, <laughs> but luckily, I don't think you have to work tomorrow, right? No, thank God. Okay. I took a four day weekend. It's been oh, okay. Was, it's been long a coming. <laughs> Good on you, man. Well, um, I want to thank you for coming out. Is there anything more you want to say about Zelda before we uh, close the book on Link for well, a while? I mean- all I want to say is that I cannot wait to get my uh, Zelda logo tattoo somewhere. Nice, that, nice. And mind you, I don't have no gaming tattoos on me, but I'm going to get that, you know, the bird-looking thing with the Triforce and uh-huh. that whole thing. Yeah, the, I guess like the shield uh, emblem, I want to get that. Yes. And I, can, I, can I mean, they're, 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 great, they're great games, but if you want to play just one, if you haven't played any, I highly, highly, highly recommend Link to the Past. Okay, you know, so it's, it's still gorgeous. The music mm-hmm. is fantastic. The game itself is good. The bosses are fantastic. Oh, it's a great game. So I'll, I'll probably get that. criticized for this too, but because of that Super Nintendo sound chip, which you know I hold on a very high pedestal, and I think yeah. you do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, would crazy. really tell you, you have to play this game on a Super Nintendo. Amen. The Wii does a really good job. In fact, I, I would say it's almost perfect because I think they're just stealing the tracks as compressed MP3s. But either way, if you must go the Wii route, I didn't think the Game Boy Advance did it as well. Its sound chip was nowhere near as good, and even on Mm-mm. headphones, it doesn't. It's good. Sound as I mean, good. the soundtrack for that game, dude, man. Yeah, uh, but <sighs> it's bar none. It's bar none. It's amazing. Um, just the and- opening, the little. The little trilly sound when the Triforce is, mm-hmm. they're spinning. That alone is like, I, I just thinking of that, I get like chills, man. It's like, come on, dude. Well, and then it's it like, breaks into that like, it's like trumpets yeah. and, mm-hmm. oh, it sounded so good on that title screen. You go into Link to the Past feeling confident. 
feeling very <laughs> positive about your choice to play this game. And, and then, I love that. And then it wakes up and you wake up in that little house and you hear rain. the rain fall. <laughs> you, you, you hear the rain falling and, the, and you go outside, it's thundering. Fun, fun, fun. Oh, you make me want to play fun, it. Fun. Right yeah. I, yeah. I got I got to buy it, man. I, I got to get a copy of it. I've like, got you know, it downstairs. I just I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. I mean like I got recently my, my you know one of my friends they they sent me Secret of Mana and Final Fantasy uh-huh. 3. So I cannot complain because that that was a blessing that I got those. Yes, Final Fantasy three is a seventy dollar game. That is a blessing. <laughs> yeah, I got that and, and, and Secret of Mana, which I well, and I just finished Seiken Densetsu one, which means next up is oh, two really? Secret of Mana. Yeah, I'll be starting Secret of Mana soon. So good on you, man. Good on you. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, um, well, Eli, I thank you for being on. We no will problem, probably man. call you back for the Final Fantasy episode if we ever decide to do one. Okay, and that forget, will be dude. a two-parter, though. And, and and don't forget my tough game episode. <laughs> yes, I do like that idea too. So so you'll definitely be coming back. But I thank you. Um, real quick, tell people where we can find you. Well, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Instagram, um, Vine. Even though I'm rarely making those little stupid six-second videos, uh-huh. <laughs> you can find me there at Sodoom. You can also find me on Sundays at uh, 9 p.m. on a uh, Knuckleball Radio on uh, AllGames.com. Me and Mr. Freeman Daddy. So, yes. yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Excellent. Well, and I've got big news for you guys. I've uh, I've got a great announcement I need to make, but I need to lock everything down and get everybody to agree and be on board before I can announce it. But big announcement coming in the next week or two, so look for that. Um, it's it's going to be very cool. Um, also, I did want to give a heads up. There is a slight possibility there will be no Gaming History 101 the night before E3, June 9th, I think it is. Um, the reason being is I'm going to be preparing for E3. I'm not going out there to do the show, but I've got a lot of backups and, and setups and things like that. I'm going to be doing coverage not only for Gaming History 101, but for other sites. And as a result, it may break my ability to do that show that night. But I will keep you guys posted for the next week's show. So anyway, in the meantime... Eli, thank you for coming out. No thank you, everybody, problem, for the Zelda show. You can find us at GamingHistory101.com. You can send us emails. If there is a show you want to see, if there is something you want covered, let me know. I can do it in written form. I can do a video. I can do a podcast. Whatever you like, you guys tell me. I'm here to categorize this stuff for you guys. So, um, you know, I will continue with my constant uploads of uh, content. But if there's something you want to see, let me know, and I will do it. Um, in the meantime, you can catch us at allgames.com, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every week on Sundays after Knuckleballer Radio. And Eli, thank you for coming out. Thank you, TC. Thank you, All Games. Thank you, Derek H. Thank you, everybody who listens. And thank you, everyone who subscribes. Good night and happy Memorial Day, people. Dun, 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 dun.